please, please be seated. All praise and thanks to the Most High Jehovah. I want to thank you, Alicia, Andre, and Big Boy. Much respect to y'all. Thank you, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is definitely an honor. Uh, I don't want to take up too much time, but I would just like to say this. When I first started out in uh, this music industry, I was most concerned with freedom. Uh, freedom to produce, uh, freedom to uh, play all the instruments on my records, uh, freedom to say anything I wanted to. And after much nego negotiation, Warner Brothers Records granted me that freedom, and I thank them for that. Without any real spiritual mentors other than artists whose records I admired, uh, Larry Graham uh, being one of them, uh, I embarked on a journey more fascinating than I could have ever imagined. Um, but a word to the wise, without real spiritual mentoring, too much freedom can lead to the soul's decay. And a word to the young artists, a real friend or mentor is not on your payroll. A real friend and mentor. A real friend and mentor cares for your soul as much as they do their own. This world and its wicked system will become harder and harder to deal with without a real friend and a mentor. And I wish all of you the best on this fascinating journey. It ain't over. Peace. Yeah. To the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gon' leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, Glen Rock, me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Oh, you love to see it. Rockin'. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talkin' From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? I'm nervous, I'm nervous Covering one of the all-time great things No, not a person, not a place It's definitely a noun, but a thing I mean, this is an entity that we're covering here Um, I, I, I going through all these YouTube videos and, and when you see him talking, you're just like, this is a person, you know what I mean? Like, this is a guy that, that like made all these songs and it never, nothing ever seems natural to him except making music, which seems painfully mm -hmm. natural. Like, so, so it makes you question everything you do. You're like, why don't I ever look this cool doing anything? Um, but like anything else, like I swear it's like supermarket trips are probably awkward. Everything about this guy, but he was, he did what he would, he did what he was meant to do. It let, it ended short. It's still sad to think about how it ended and when it ended, but um, nonetheless, we are covering Prince Rogers Nelson, the artist formerly known as Prince, love symbol, and then Prince. Um, yeah, I mean, we, he had a few names, uh, but we're covering him, and, I, and we have some help. And this is this has been one of the longest planned Rare Candy <laughs> episodes ever. Like, Two and a half years. like I said, he, yeah. even before we recruited guests, it was going around for months and months and months. But it's it's a white whale. It's scary. It's it's we never quite felt ready. 
it's quite scary and i'm still not ready we've got a couple more days yeah. before part two that i gotta cram but yeah. um tonight we are covering prince uh from his basically his birth up until 1987 sign of the times uh the second half will be on Substack, so if you'll want to be on that feed but look if you don't want to spend money on us look i i won't get offended we do have a free trial um so if you if you're like i gotta hear the second half of that episode but otherwise i hate these guys guts um <laughs> i guess that's for you but um yeah rarecandy.substack.com that's where all our paid episodes are this is half and half um but we have uh returning guests we have Eben. Eben is uh uh, Bainbridge Island superstar. Um, we haven't talked music with him before, but I'm really excited about this, Evan. Yeah, super excited to talk music. Oh. We just haven't gotten into the topic. We, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't. We've spent our time talking about time traveling and westerns. You yeah. know, it's, it's just, it is what it is. Hormus, um, mushrooms. Yeah. yeah fucking, uh-huh. <laughs> right. Um, it's all interconnected, though. So. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but we have a new friend. Um, we have a new friend. And I didn't ask what to call him. I'm going to say what's on the screen. I'm going to say just Thomas. Is Thomas yeah. okay? Yeah. yeah we're, we, we have Thomas. Thomas, who are you, man? Because you jumped at this. You're like, I'm Prince. Prince is my guy. Yeah. So I, yeah. I love that. I, we, I've known of you. You're a, a Twitter user and a uh, yeah. pseudo anon on there but like i don't know much about you before uh before all this so i like who are you are you a musician do you do uh you know say whatever you feel comfortable saying yeah man i'm um i've been a musician for like i've been playing drums and guitar for about 15 years now um i write songs i've recorded a handful of albums on different instruments um and like i actually was not a big prince guy for a long time and then um I started listening to like the first couple albums and then like I just went like deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. And like I just found that the deeper I dug, the more shit I found. Like yeah. I just kept finding like interesting stuff and I just like kept wanting to dig even more into it. And then I think, Glenn, you posted something about like uh, like music episodes you wanted to do. And I was like, yo, let me do a Prince episode. Um, but yeah, I'm a big Rare Candy fan. Happy to be here. It's a, it's a great honor to be a part of this project. Excellent. Excellent. Um, no, it's it's you, what you said is completely true. Well, I, I didn't have my Prince moment until just before he died. My moment where it was like oh. the whole cat where I where I realized you, you accept him as like, oh, yeah, he's amazing. Like everybody, right. it's just a, a thing. Everybody knows he's great. Right. It's a, you'd have to be super contrarian to be like, actually, none of it's good. Um, But like when it right before he died, 2014, 2015, I just did a deep dive, all everything. And I was like, oh, my God, like not only is this guy great, he's like like mozart level good like it's it's real truly that type of musician like when you yep. when you think about it so um yeah. sai we we've talked to prince we've mentioned him millions of times on this podcast but like what is your history with prince yeah i think um uh i don't want to say i don't want to make it seem like i got in super early because there were waves but my first prince was um probably 12 13 years old yeah my guitar teacher made a mix uh, a little mixtape for me to start studying some shit sick and um uh there were some 1999 tracks on there which is still my favorite prince album of all time mm. um mm. i i have to say after re-listening I, that is still true and yeah i was just struck by um well because the my, my guitar teacher was trying to show me it was about like funk chords and how how tight they can be and how tight of a window i'm sure you understand thomas yeah totally totally you know, where, um and I was just like, this dude is on another fucking level. 
and then there was um <clears throat> lady cab driver was my favorite track oh, you know and and then so you know good. i'm like i'm like 12 years old and i'm hearing the breakdown where he's beating the shit out of the cab driver in the car and i'm just <laughs> like what i just like this is first like you know this is like who is this guy dude? you know and it's like sure, dude. Just on his album like just this yeah just it's fucking incredible and Amazing. uh so i uh that really uh stuck me with it and then yeah and then as i got older i was like Oh, he never stopped and he never fell off, you know, and that was yeah. kind of cool. just like Glenn, you're you know, where you do the deep dive in the whole catalog and yeah. Um yeah, it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man for sure. So so yeah, exactly. I you know, my my uh actual I have a, a an aunt, uh my mom's sister, who is a Prince super fan, has been since uh probably the controversy days, I would say, or even even Dirty Mind, which is a wild way for a young lady to get into Prince, but yeah, um, <laughs> Especially when you like, she didn't like marry. A, she actually, you know what? Her first husband looked like Prince. That's a trip. Uh-huh. He wasn't. He was just like really racially ambiguous. But like, <laughs> like I think he was like Mexican, kind of. But like, yeah, Prince could have passed as Mexican back in the mm-hmm. day, you know. Like, yeah, uh, but he, he like kind of. But she was into it, and I. And she's kind of. She's not nerdy. She's just real like just normie you know just like turbo normie um mm-hmm. like watches like you know the boys on Amazon like that's like her uh, and, and like just just tv watcher or whatever but she was always super into prince and like my mom she always thought he was kind of pretentious um she's like obviously there's undeniably good stuff but look when the the name change all those things it always seems to rub some people the wrong way and my 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 aunt was like stayed into it stayed into it and but i remember i think she ran into him in vegas once and was just like holy shit this is like the craziest thing. Like just seeing him, it was like an aura, like just like a, or even an orb in a sense. Like just mm-hmm. having this like light in your and he doesn't even want to be seen by you half the time. Like that's the crazy part, unless he's on a stage. And um, but she she I remember texting her the day that he passed, and she was just like, Oh man, like this is just like this is just bad that this happened. I don't think she was still into his like new music at all, but she, you know always listen to him constantly and i do love to picture her in 1982 buying uh dirty mind like with that cover it's just a real like kind of squarish kind of girl buying a um buying dirty mind and just being like oh yeah uh you know i'll have one 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 dirty mind please and then walking out like like a man buying porn at a store you know i just i I love i love the idea of that and um him tied to the bed screen or not tied but I'm thinking of Rambo when he was tied to the bed spring. In the <laughs> cover, he's tied. He's like in front of the bed spring or whatever. Right, right, exactly. And and it's just I, you know, for me, like I just find him amazing. I find him to him and David Bowie to be versions of each other, essentially. Like a Prince <laughs> being much yeah. more of a musical virtuoso than Bowie ever could be, but like just culturally, they're they're that he Bowie never stopped and still was great till the end. Um, and it, and they both died in the same year uh it's just it's yeah it's nuts they both died in 2016 that was a wild year you know um, for many for many many reasons but i you know i just think he's i I just think he's he's kind of the michael jackson for me you know and we'll talk about you know prince versus michael jackson but to me that's like when people just get obsessed over like michael jackson that's how i am with like with prince it's just everything about him is just so cool um for me it's prince all the way to yeah yeah it's no hate it's no hate 
No. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's no, they're both amazing. We're going to get you right back to the episode, but I just wanted to let you guys know of a few other things we offer at Rare Candy Industries. We have a Substack with free and paid subscription options. Free subscribers get access to all written content. That includes Bob's Red Pill. That's the best thing going on the internet right now. Trust me. Paid subscribers get full access to our premium episode feed. And that's just every episode we don't necessarily want to share with the general public, if you know what I'm saying. Again, that's rarecandy.substack.com. We also have merch. That link's a little long for me to say right now, but go to the description, go to our merch store, and find a shirt that's right for you. We have Rare Candy shirts, Dr. Bronner soap label shirts, Rishi mushroom shirts, all types of stuff there. Check it out. There's got to be something for you. And lastly, check us out on social media. On Instagram, we're Rare Candy Pod, but on Twitter, we're at Rare Candy Pod 1. All right, enough of that. Let's get you back into the episode. Can I uh, jump in with my first Prince experience? I would love to hear it. Yeah, I would love to hear it. Because this is like, this memory is clear as day from when I was like, probably like size at like 11, maybe 10, 11. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm walking down the street with this friend of mine who was like two years, two, three years older. So he was like cool guy, like a little bit older. And he had, I'm I'm an old head for those who don't. (laughs) So I grew up in the, in the Walkman days and he had a Walkman and he had a Walkman that had a radio on it. Nice. So, like, I had nothing, no Walkman. He's walking around with a Walkman on. And he, I'll never forget, he stopped and took his headphones off, like the foam, the little foam headphones. And he's like, dude, yeah. listen to this. And it was when Doves Cry it was on the radio. Uh, and I had never heard Prince before. You know, I'm a legend. And it was yeah. right. I mean, I'll never forget the way the street looked. And yeah. And him saying, you know, maybe I'm just like my mother. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> What like I remember the the lyrics were so clear and I was like what is what is he talking about like this is and then that little three note thing comes in and like Sai was talking about space and yeah like mm-hmm. what's happening here like dang 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 like how can those three notes be so right powerful yeah. no bass yeah, never yeah I no never heard it's the craziest like part it. and then he entered my consciousness and like shortly afterwards there was a record store that had like a street facing windows. Mm-hmm. With a huge poster, like bigger than life size, of like of that cover of the second album, Prince album, just his face. Yeah. And I remember seeing that, and they're like, "Okay, that's the dude that I heard on my friend's Walkman." And I was like, "Wow, okay." And I had a, just a feeling of, of, uh, of like music that it's more like adult. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, okay, like one day I'm going to be an adult, and I'm going to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. what this music you're i don't quite get it, it yet yeah. yeah you're not done with it yet we, yeah you're, you, you're gonna grow with it yeah you're gonna grow with it did right. you like you you felt that even when you were that young like you could see that this was going to be like a thing you were going to like continue to rediscover like even for though it was, sure the two yeah, things the one the one thing was smooth operator by Sade. when i heard yeah. that i had the yeah. same feeling wow like i don't quite understand this but i'm gonna get it one day and That's then the so other funny. one was that just hearing that little bit of Prince on the radio on my friend's headphones. Right. And that, that, that's amazing. Now let's, uh, let's just talk about Prince himself. Uh, his childhood is, which I, you know, to be honest, I didn't know how bad it was his childhood. It was, uh, quite bad, like quite awful. It was definitely like, it, it's like if, um, if like a really sadistic director made his own version of footloose, you know, <laughs> like where like super conservative parents, like, I mean, talking jehovah's witness or seventh-day adventist i should say um uh parents both 
I don't want to call them failed musicians, but they didn't do that for a living. They tried to, um, which is where you see the talent come from. I, I get the understanding that both of them were extremely talented, sure. uh, but it just never it just never worked out. Mm-hmm. And um, Prince was born, had some complications. I think he had the umbilical cord tied around his neck, and then he developed epilepsy. Now, his family was extremely religious, and in church, he would have seizures in church, which that meant, like, possession. Like, oh, people, would, people would say, like, like, hey, like, I think your son is, like, possessed by satan and like the mom was like nah like i the doctor said this like i i know what it is but she's like you're making me look bad and he had that guilt and that shame is put in there um and so his father always you know saw his saw him taking to music early but i think his father was like jealous of him at an early age for being just a virtuoso and his father you know i mean this is this is like what when doves cry is about by the way uh and okay yeah and so it's and like that whole like kind of domestic violence thing in purple rain kind of um so ends up uh prince ends up getting kicked out for messing around with a girl when he's a teenager he gets kicked out i think he was like 13 when it happened and um he's like in the yellow pages like trying to find work uh and stuff and he get uh eventually i think gets back into his house or whatever but his parents are split up at that point his mom's boyfriend takes him to see uh james brown uh and james brown of course for him was like eben listening to when doves cry on his friend's walkman times a million yeah. right you're seeing james brown in the 70s and you're just like oh or no or like really like 1970 and you're just thinking like oh man this is you know for him the, the way he moved on stage was just so james brown you know with his own flair so you see that being planted in there but his mom reportedly sexualized him from an early age i don't know how bad it got I imagine we're only told part of it, but she would, she kind of thought he was a feminine child. And I don't get the, I don't obviously don't think she was of the right mind either. She would show him like pornography and stuff like that when he was like 10 years old and stuff to be like, are you gay? Like, which again, this, <laughs> you hear these lyrics in his song. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like these are all popping up, right? Like, I don't want to ever project what he was and what's, what's real and what's not. But like, this mm-hmm. is all stuff that I'm learning, you know, stuff right now. So, uh, you know, that's where you get the, that crazy, like, kind of, I mean, you, you hear in his early songs, he has that, like, ultra kiddish voice. Um, he is young, but it's like, that is a common amongst kids who get kind of traumatized at, early, at an early age. Michael Jackson in the same concept. Like, it's uh, very, I'm just saying this, I don't want to focus too much on his childhood, but it's just, you know, even you guys might not have known some of that. It's kind of, it's kind of uh, a few doors unlock in your head. Yeah. A little bit. You learn that. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not just, uh, he was a you know child prodigy guy and you know uh it it was that but he you know basically looked in the yellow pages trying to get a job and just said i don't want to do anything except music literally i don't want to do any of that so he would go to his friend's house and learn every instrument like his friend had like just a band set up in his garage uh he's a minnesota guy by the way so this is all happening in minneapolis and Mm -hmm. he's uh he's jammy he's playing the drums the keys which i laugh because if i did that I'm going to maybe be competent at best. I'm not going to become Prince. Like there's just, there's just a certain thing like where it's like, that was always there, you know, that, that, that talent, which you get from your parents and he was jamming, jamming, jamming. And then by the time he was 16, he was just calling all these like managers and like local Minneapolis people. It's like, Hey, I'm, I'm tight, man. I don't care. Like I, I got something for you guys. Um, which eventually we get, we work our way. Um, at the same time, I think you have like Jimmy Jam and uh, who's the guy that was with Jimmy Jam? Uh, Terry Lewis. Terry, Terry Lewis, Lewis. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Those guys are Minnesota guys too coming up. So it's so crazy to see this big R&B, pop R&B scene coming up out of Minneapolis, which you just wouldn't think. And not no disrespect to Minneapolis, but 
for anybody who thinks Minnesota is just Fargo, it, it isn't, you know, <laughs> like it's uh, um, like, it's not just the movie Fargo. I'm sure there's, there's elements of that, but he uh, eventually, you know, one thing leads to another. He's in bands uh, um, like uh, uh, something Grand Central, one of them, or uh, it's like I, yeah, one Grand band. Central Station. Well, it was, I think it was based off of that, but it was like a oh, knockoff yeah. band. And then they turned into 94 East, I believe, yeah, uh, which yeah. that stuff's available on, on Apple. And it's actually quite good. Uh, and then um, eventually we get to uh, For You, right? Uh, the, um, the, the, the debut album, which is supposed to be produced by Maurice White. But Prince, in the alpha decision of the century, you are a starving child. <laughs> and you say, I don't want the lead singer of Earth, Wind & Fire to produce yeah. my debut song i got this um and you think about it because he and i'll shut up here after this i want to hear you guys but i think about it like this is this is a guy who was in control of almost nothing of his life his mom's yeah. showing him pornography his yeah. parents are splitting up he cannot make any outcome happen that he wants other than making amazing music so he's like dog i'm I, like he's almost got a gun to his head it's like maurice dude you don't know what i'm going through bro like i have to do this my way and I'm, it's so inspiring to me because only somebody that alpha and tight can can do that you know i had no idea about the maurice white yeah part. he missed out on michael jackson thriller That's too maurice white, took maurice white had a great career but he took he could have i mean he would have never made thriller because that, that's a quincy jones album but like he he had it he was it was between him and quincy jones for thriller and then for prince's first album which albeit didn't sell that much it's not the smash hit that his later music would be but it's just it's just crazy maurice white was i mean you like every artist would accept that right. yeah <laughs> yeah totally right yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah. i think the, really exemplary of that the fact that he rejected maurice or said i'm gonna produce it myself is the fact that he opens the album with like a crazy like acapella track too yeah it's like yeah. nope yeah. And did the, and rejected, the, rejected the photography too. And he's like, I'll take my own picture. And then he took yeah. that, that photo. That cover's sick too. Yeah. Yeah. That cover, that, <laughs> that cover is like really tight. Like yeah. it's like almost like proto meme with like the corgi's face, like superimposed, like, like, you know, like kind of fading away. It's, it's a, and um, yeah, let's talk about it though. Uh, for you, I mean, we'll jump right into it. This is a 1978 album um, sound, recorded right there in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hey, can I can I say something about yeah. his early childhood really quick? Yeah, absolutely. So, do you guys know the story about like the angel visitation? He, I have heard it slightly, but if you know it, go ahead. Yeah. So, like, this is how he tells the story um, that he said when he was like, yeah. So he had epilepsy. I think it's also fascinating that like Julius Caesar had epilepsy. Uh, Dostoevsky had ep epilepsy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Napoleon did. Like, it's a pretty interesting like list of names on that. But like, so he said when he was seven years old, he'd been having these seizures. And then he went into his mother's bedroom and said, uh, an angel came to me and told me I'm not going to be sick anymore. And then the seizure stopped. Damn. And like, I, I don't know what that was. I'm, it could have been a kid's imagination. Who knows? But like, I, I think that's a cool thing to bring up. One, because I think like otherworldly entities healing medical conditions is like the most rare candy, like material <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> presenting here. Yeah. Um, but, but also like it, it would kind of explain a lot if he was actually visited by an angel. Like, it's not totally outside the realm of believability. I've never spoken about this before, but I was born epileptic. And uh, I used to have seizures when I was young. And uh, my mother and father didn't know what to do or how to handle it, but they did the best they could with what little they had. Mm -hmm. And 
My mother told me one day I walked into her and said, uh, Mom, I'm not going to be sick anymore. And she said, why? And I said, because an angel told me so. I believe, I believe all of that. I believe all. And there's actually a long tradition of like, especially when you go like trace roots to like African music and stuff like that of hmm. musicians, like people that are special musicians having some kind of affliction or being touched by like some, you know, whatever weird condition or kind of yeah. being sickly as kid. Like that's a real old school thing. Like master musicians being different. Real different. I mean, yeah, listen to the catalog. Try to tell me it's not real. I mean, like yeah, that's the way exactly. I look at it. Nobody, nobody is good for as long as he is that way. Like it's just, it just isn't the case. And 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 right away off the bat, making like futuristic songs that sound like they're from like two thousand one Timberland beats. Like yeah. uh, you know, like if you listen to this album, it is like I. He's not there yet. That's one thing you need to know. He's not yeah, there, yet. Sure, sure. especially vocally. Like vocally, he mm -hmm. is just like a shell of himself. Mm -hmm. uh, but he is a great he's a like a great songwriter already um like to be honest like i, th I think he's almost there like yeah, as a songwriter yeah, totally. but like you know in in love is like that sounds like an Aaliyah song from like 1999 like yeah. it's it, like it's crazy like you it, it doesn't sound like it's from it's one of my uh, favorites from the album yeah, yeah. oh yeah. It, the production on yeah. it is, is is beautiful it's like yeah. like almost like that step in the name of love like arc i just like think of that like style uh um of rhythm to it that's just so yeah. good um soft soft and wet is a class I mean, yes you're, uh, learning, you're learning yeah. like the the prince sexual yeah. sexualized like kind of but there's shame there's always shame and weirdness in his sexuality anytime totally. he's overtly sexual it's kind of like but i shouldn't be you know yeah. <laughs> like like it's not good that i'm doing i this. think like yeah even in his face like when you watch early interviews and stuff or him on tv even it, there's shame like in his face like he doesn't want to look at at the camera it's yeah. very interesting he like, and he yeah. i don't think he ever got over it too like the the camera he's he's just never it's almost like he had to look, take like classes that like politicians take like it's mm -hmm. like later where he's like really like locked in on the interviewer like and mm -hmm. can't like move rhythmically but then this, you see a guy that's on stage and it's just like there's literally no bad move he does on stage there's nothing that looks weird it's all like like it, it's just it, i don't know it, it's he was just meant to do this i just can't iterate that yeah. enough but uh he goes on dick clark uh was that american bandstand back in the day yeah. uh he goes American Bandstand and Dick Clark interviews him and Prince bombs like he oh. freezes up he even says himself he's like it's, yeah, he's like so I bad. literally all his boys were like dude what like you ruined it dude like like you stink bro like you you're you're toast <laughs> like like you'll never be good and he's just like then he's like yeah but that's never gonna happen again like I, I don't even think yeah. the interview that bad like it's like he it's like you watch it it just looks like an awkward kid musician like he i kind of thought it was cool he was like yeah. holding he was had his musicians back because he's like so you played everything and he's like i don't know mm -hmm. maybe he's kind of yeah. like has his musicians <laughs> back like i'm not gonna throw them under the bus yeah, oh, that's, yeah. and that's a great point because he did play everything now he, he always yeah. had a live band but in the studio he would have session musicians but like he would basically just like jump into your body and play it for you essentially like like it, right. you, you, they say he was the only time he would ever concede anything is when the ogs came to the studio like larry graham um you know he would he would never tell him what to do because why would you larry graham's you know if not the best bass player ever he's close to it yeah. uh definitely the best pioneer of the of the instrument i would say as we know it now but mm -hmm. he uh he, he but he would always just do it himself you would on this one you can kind of hear some uh the drums they 
they're still regular drums, maybe slightly electronic, but um, later he would, you you don't quite get the uh, programmed uh, um, almost like hip hop early, like uh, Melly Mel, like Grandmaster Flash type drums that you get on Dirty Mind that you might know him from because, but, but he still manages like, I know these albums get re-released and for streaming, especially after he passed when everything became available to us, uh, they, they get re-released, but like the sound quality on his albums is so good. Like, is it the mixing yeah. like, for yeah. somebody who, who the hell knew who this guy was back then? Like they didn't, you know, like for them, the quality is so good. And it's just the guys, a savant, man. You could just tell it's, he's not there yet, but he has it, you know? Yeah, I think like I was imagining what it would be like to listen to For You uh, in 1978. Because like Glenn, I agree. Like he's not there yet. It doesn't like mm-hmm. take off until a couple mm-hmm. hours later. I don't think. But but like if you heard this thing and you're like, wow, this. Yeah, we lost you. We lose him. Oh, uh, we lost. I'll pick up where he was saying because I, I think I I feel like what he was talking about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you feel? Because a lot of it pertains to like 70s music. It kind of has like Algero. Yes, Patrice, yeah. Patrice Russian, yes. like like that song, "My Love Is Forever." That's like a real, just yeah. set, like any of those '70s people could have sang that, and it would have yeah. fit right in. I think yeah, "Soft and Wet" is the first is the one track that's like this is print. This is what it Prince is. is gonna yeah, be. You're yeah, it's a prequel. It's like it's like the origin, the origin story to it all, you know. And it's it's uh it's definitely up there with uh among his uh among his of his early stuff it's like probably top five like songs uh, right. uh of it and and i yeah i'm i'm just uh i'm a pretty i'm a pretty big fan of the album it's worth listening i mean all his catalog is worth listening to like there's not going to be anything you have to skip um you know mm-hmm. some's going to stick out more than others and, and what's good is you're all you know with the if you're if you're a guy that just knows like purple rain raspberry beret and stuff nothing wrong i'm never none none of this is going to make you like that song any less or any of those songs any less because uh spoiler alert those are all amazing too but you're you're going to find out a lot more and it's going to actually enhance the songs you already like it's yeah he's like not all the way there yet like like you guys are saying but almost instrumentally well what you notice is three four albums in he starts doing more with less right yeah and he yeah. and that's the whole thing that's like the print sound so it's almost like it's not like he's overcompensating but it's yeah. clearly he he wasn't comfortable and he he got more comfortable with like oh yeah just some shitty roger lynn casio beat and mm-hmm. vocals and maybe like one bass pluck whereas yeah. like this is super orchestrated and instrumental which is beautiful it's you're yeah. you're not going to really see that with, with prince for a few decades later almost you know? i know yeah and so it's, it's kind of like a yeah yeah and it's kind of so it's almost like he's trying not trying too hard i don't know he's just he's trying to like pop you know and he's i get to, to yeah. i get to make an album i can't wait to yeah. do this 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 and this and this uh-huh. and it's he's like doing dude, all his chops right yeah. exactly yeah. and when, even when that it, last song has like iron maiden riffs on it. yes dude yeah <laughs> Like, dude, it's kind of crazy when so this this is another thing so now you guys all three of you guys play guitar i i don't i mean i can i can functionally play a couple chords but like it's not it's it's not something well okay i i'll post a video on twitter and let everyone roast me tomorrow then yeah like see if you come to see (laughs) you 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 probably play better guitar than a lot of people who say they play guitar i you know no, i, I, mean? I yeah. don't ever advertise myself as one but i can like kind of yeah. like i can play like heart of gold by neil young like you know oh, yeah. shitty like, you like 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 if he got injured by the vaccine like that's like how i can how i can uh like i i the one they substituted for him on spot long covid neil <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I got I can, I, you know, I can I can hit that one. But uh, shout out to Harvest that came out uh, 50 years ago. Today. Neil with the Eric Clapton yeah. hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Slow so, hand for real. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, uh, but but the guitar, I mean, you guys all play. I, I think he's an amazing. I think even better than his guitar skill, which is otherworldly. It's just mm-hmm. different than anybody else. I would yeah. say Ernie Isley is the only thing that ever and Eddie Hazel are the people that really are yeah. the only thing that i can ever say is reminds me of prince or, or vice versa I'm but so glad you said that because he's the total ernie isley lineage yeah oh if you listen to choosy lover Complete. by the isley brothers it's like that's that's like a prince song i wish he covered yeah. that song i literally wish i could hear a prince version of that song um and but he would it's it's more impressive than his skill on guitar is that he decides that you're not worthy of his guitar until a certain <laughs> moment and then it just like it literally gives you chills and you almost like don't know what to do when it comes on yeah, uh exactly. and it yeah. surprises you with it like you know the beginning of when doves cry it's like who would why would you ever put that guitar solo in there like like or at the beginning like just with the guitar yeah, right. lick i know it works in the span of the album a little bit but like if you were to just throw on that song it just starts with like a crazy ass like quasi solo at the beginning um and and he's just it, he, if he did it all the time we'd take it for granted but like we want it so bad all the time and he, that's kind of what prince's music is is like kind of like that like angsty like lusty yearning for something it's so, you know it's so yeah. funny you bring bring this up because we're i we're on the same exact page with this because i i was wondering if i was going to say it because i listening to all this stuff over the last couple weeks again what the thing that stuck out to me by far the most over the span of his career was actually how subdued his guitar was on the albums at least same I'm almost yeah, right where you're listening. I'm almost like, oh, it's actually a lot less guitar than I remember as a kid. You know, it's it's very tastefully done. Yeah. And and you can tell with the, the other crazy thing is he's like a massive pop star and he's still learning how to be good at guitar too, which is kind of something no one does anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, you actually get oh, it's like I'm actually better in '85 than I was in '82. Oh, he, he, he. I mean, in like 2004, he's like, like we were like, whoa, he's actually like a goat now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's crazy. He, he, the, the um, the way he would play. But if you go see him live, he also understood like, you come see me live, I will just melt your face. I will add guitar to songs that don't have guitar on them. Yeah. I will yeah. like. Yeah, I'll I'll do a little distortion on like extend solos, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. like Erotic City. There's a good Erotic City live. I put it in our chat, like like where he just shreds for like three minutes over the <laughs> like electronic drums of Erotic City, like which is spoiler. It's my favorite Prince song ever, and still is. But it's just yes. like, um. It, anyways, um. Any last thoughts on, just, on uh, Erotic City? I I just need to. You guys probably know more. Was that like a early? They released it late, right? It's just a random release. They it it's weird. It's weird, right? It's one of those. So he did this whole thing where he, (laughs) when we get to this uh, era, I'll talk more about it. But like in that, in between Purple Rain and like Sign of the Times, he did a lot of experimentation because when you, when you have a hit like Purple Rain, you kind of earn the right to just like, all right, now I get to really fuck around and do like the stuff that I want to do. And, and he put out uh, all these songs with like the, you know, the South Park voices and like the, uh, the you know, like kind of like George Clinton tribute stuff, and, and which are, by the way, they're all great. It's the, yeah. I'm saying that as a joke, but it, they're all they're all fantastic. But I think he had a persona called Camille with that with that yeah, voice. Yeah. Right. Um, and like that yeah. album's supposed to come out, but the label was like, come on, dude, like like you yeah. can't. We're not, which, 
you know, and he's just like, all right, fine. And those songs ended up getting bootlegged. So then it forced him to do real recordings. He said, that's the only way you beat the bootleggers is to re-record it the way you want and put it out, <laughs> which is based because like the bootleggers are like, fine, I'm just going to bootleg all your shit then. So you can make it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Like, right. Oh, oh France, no, don't record it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Don't. Oh, no, I'm on Kazaa. I'm going to steal yeah. it all. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like the, the sparseness of guitar work, like I think he was just so conscious of like, every little detail that he saw yeah. his own guitar playing as just another detail. Like he could have been like yeah. all ego and been like, I'm just going to shred balls all the time. But he was so aware of like how every little piece fits together that he knew how to put like just enough shredding in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, and it's just, it's so, it's such a treat, man. It's like when you're on a diet yeah. and you have a cheat day, man, you're just like, <laughs> Oh, like I get it. Like it's, it's just, if he did it all the time, I don't think we'd appreciate it as much. I mean, the heads would, of course we'd all like it, but it just, everybody that it's like the factoid everyone loves to tell when they talk about Prince, they're always like, did you know how good of a guitarist he actually is? Like, right. and yeah. it's like, of course you do. Cause if you listen to him, but uh, you know, the average person thinks of him as like more of this Michael Jackson kind of, uh, style pop star and like right. his influences come out uh, big time um, especially over the next couple albums he's a major major sly in the family stonehead uh oh, like yeah. just uh that's why he was always so beloved i'm not always why obviously but like in, in bay area where i'm from in oakland he always did shows in oakland no matter what the tour was anything he would hit oakland even sometimes he would skip san francisco but he would go to like oakland because that's where sly stone was from um and he was just obsessed with sly stone obsessed with george clinton obsessed with larry graham those were those were the three i mean if you and if you listen to those three guys and just combine it into like a kind of a and just an androgynous and amb racially ambiguous guy from Minnesota. Like you get Prince and it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. From the five to the six, we be in the mix. With our naked paint job on the wheel. I need food for the kids, money for the So um, let's move on to the self-titled album, which is yeah. uh, always fun for uh, somebody to have the second album be the self-titled one, uh, which, I, you know, it doesn't always happen. But uh, this one is uh, this one is really good. This is an, uh, this is one I, I feel like most this is where people start with Prince. I feel yeah. like a lot of times yeah. um, I will say check out for you if, if you if you do sometimes a lot of people don't know there's an album before the self-titled one because you think you would start at the self-titled. Yeah, I one. thought this was his debut for years. Yeah, me too. For yeah. sure. Yeah. A um, lot more guitar on this and then a lot more like disco dance jams where you can tell they're meant to be like eight minute, like extended cut uh, dance songs. Like this is like his kind of like attempt at disco. Uh, I uh, Ultimately, I think it becomes something else. Uh, but there's there's some classics on here. I mean, uh, I want to be your lover. I mean, any, yeah. you, there's no way you can put that song on. And, and like if you skip it, I I think less of you. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of the greatest spots on song. Yeah. The greatest it, outros of any song. When it breaks time. down, yeah, when it breaks yeah. down, don't, 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 yeah. don't, like when that happens, yeah. you're like, yeah. you don't, you don't, like, that's another one where you're like, oh, this guy's like not a, not just a pop artist. Like, this yeah. guy is yeah. like, this guy is like, it's like Mozart doing funk. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's that's just, another, that's another Isley Brothers Prince connection is the outros. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, which, yeah, I love a good outro. And, 
So yeah, he carried on that lineage yeah. for sure. And you just like imagine like imagine dude just like hitting a couple rails, fucking late seventies. You throw on the eight minute extended cut of "I Want to Be Your Lover," followed by dude just side one, side one. You're you're on this. You're going crazy at like the disco. You're going, I want to be your lover. Why you want to treat me so bad? Sexy yeah. dancer. When we're dancing close and slow. That's yeah. the four right this, there. This side one is like, you know, for years, this was like my favorite Prince album because of side yeah. one and because of I feel for you. Like the side one plus I feel for you is like, yes, no, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, 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 damn good why you want to treat me so bad is good like yeah. his, his his guitar work on there is fun it doesn't seem overly complicated except i mean he goes hard on the solo at the end but yeah. uh like the just the actual chords but it's just the, the tone of the guitar just sounds so good it almost sounds too aggressive for the way he's singing right but it, but it like that's what makes it tight like is that it's I, like i saw this this video of like this guitar nerd like breaking down how prince would set up his pedal board and he like I don't know a whole lot about pedals, but it's like he he reversed some part of it like a standard guitar pedal setup that just made it like dirtier and grimier. Ugh. And I think that that like defines so much of his like personality as a guitarist, like mm -hmm. just like a little extra dirt on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. what well, little dirt on it, but then also the cleanest tone in the background. You yes, would, you know yeah. that's just yin and yang of it was like yeah. a compressor, like a compressor, like almost too clean. You're like, dude, can this tone get any cleaner on the little right. lifts and shit? But yeah, that's what's crazy about I want to be your lover is how clean, like how yeah. funky it is, but how clean in the main riff the guitars are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, how does Absolutely. it manage to be that? And there's so much space. It's yeah. such a well, weird riff. Do you guys yeah, know crazy. how he learned? He literally attributes his knowledge of, I didn't know what he meant by this, but you guys are contextualizing it. But where he learned what space is, uh, and I, I thought he meant literal space, and I'll tell you why I thought that, <laughs> but he learned it from Miles Davis. So yeah, I was like, oh, do you think we'll talk about the moon together or something? Like, that's so <laughs> I would, a fly on the wall of that conversation. <laughs> it would be the hardest thing ever. But, like, uh, I mean, Prince Prince probably has some sick moon takes, dude. Like, I, there's yeah. no way. You know, you know he does. Yeah, like, there's, like, one that he just took to his grave that just was like, you'll never know. But That's uh, <laughs> really red pill on the moon question. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, just installed by this colony or something. Yeah, he, he's got some he's got some takes. But, um, yeah, he learned about that from from Miles from Miles Davis, like, where he was just, like, you you hear it in his stuff, like, just the, the ability of what it what it creates for you. You don't have to be busy all the time. Yeah. Like, and, Which, actually, and, there's a few famous artists that say the exact same thing about Miles yeah. Davis, which huh. I find interesting. Well, that'll be our next deep dive. That's actually our next deep dive so yeah that's, ooh, that's uh ooh. that'll be fun i'm very yeah. excited to listen to that yeah. which by the way i am i'm boycotting that deep dive if if glenn and whoever else is on does not read the autobiography no i i, I will well, i've already read it can i get in yeah you'll be in on it you'll be in on it. we got we got one guess and we'll add it's, evan to that one too yeah that's that's uh hell yeah no that, that's it's that's the funniest fair. piece of text i think i've ever read <laughs> it's, so good. it's one of the greatest yeah. books of all time no yeah, yeah. he i mean it's amazing do, do you like jazz music oh yes sir Miles Davis, I learned a lot from. I learned a lot about space from Miles. Space is a sound too, and it can be used uh, very inventively. Um, so the uh, yeah, but but this album, and then you go to side two. I'm a I'm a Bambi stan, dude. Like, dude, Bambi's I, I, I mean, so Bambi is dope, and it's like literally about one of the biggest trolls that that he he's ever done. Was yeah. go on the Ellen DeGeneres show <laughs> yes. and play Bambi, which is literally about a girl being lesbian, like, and just like you know, and and it's like it's raunchy, like it's a raunchy song. The guitar 
is very like sleazy like bathroom yeah. sex like guitar it's <laughs> it's uh it's it's great man i mean i i, I love i love it it's and, like a stripper song yeah and he's once Dude, again maybe, showing his rock chops he always shows every album he'll show his rock his every like, album yeah. rock even chops, his, even his like even that his late career r&b stuff or like the mid-2000s like r&b stuff where it's like those like almost like remind like you know how he has like the late 2000 or i think like late 90s mid 90s and like to the early 2000s where he had those like real like classic like b and bet style like r&b songs mm -hmm. and he would uh they almost like reminded me of those like if you ever know some like black dudes that post like those like animated pharaohs like to like pineal gland and stuff like it reminded <laughs> me of those like type of songs where it's like it's like yeah if you you know the reason you can't find the right woman is because you ain't found the, the pussy in her brain or something like that. Yeah. Like, just like, like those type of guy, like, did you know women got a pussy in their brain? Like, like, it's just like, like, or it'll be like a guy like fingering a girl's brain or something. Like, yeah. Like, like I, everybody knows a guy like that. Like, I, you don't find, yeah. Like that, even on those albums, he'll bust out the rock. Like yeah. it's it's like it's it's so tight. Like, well, like uh, I think his his grasp of like everything that could be anything that could fall into the category of like American popular music, he's just so like on top of all of that stuff that like even when he's rocking, he's still kind of funky, and even when he's funking, he's still kind of rocking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's there's always like a little bit of like everything in there. You know? Yep. I think that's like um, a Minneapolis kind of thing. Also, because it's similar vibes to Seattle, where I played music for a long time, and also I think the Bay Area where lots of kinds of music get get put together like it's one of those kind of cities where it like doesn't have power, power, bay, bay, yeah everything's yeah. everything's like melting in yeah yeah, yeah. the barry's got like tower of power um you know confunction like people like that. yeah like yeah, all these yeah. all these bands that are just like you you can you can call them funk, which I don't think they run from that label, but there's just a lot more going on, you know? Yeah. And I, I think like Minnesota, I'm learning like, dude, like Husker Du's from Minnesota. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. It's like, they got, they got a scene out there, man. Like, like they got, yeah. there's, there's music out there. Like I, they're underrated music town. Like I'm, uh, I know Ryan right now is pumping right now. He's like, yeah, dude. Like I, I just know it. Uh, but the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, he's just the, yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been telling y'all essentially, but, uh, uh, any more thoughts on on the self titled release? Just, I, just I love. I feel for you. I feel for you is like yeah. one of my. It's such a groove, and I and and I'm always mad every time DJs play the Shaka Khan version because yeah, his yeah. version is yeah. his version just has such a groove to it. But, I know that's another Reddit thing. Did you know Prince wrote it? Did you know <laughs> you know? Yeah, and he and he yeah. is he is the author of some amazing songs. Yeah. I mean, like you know, uh, most of them for like girls that he was smashing, but like <laughs> like a lot of like yeah. a lot of great songs, you know. But uh, I love. Um, yeah, I mean the whole album's good. I don't even know like why I'm picking it. Yeah, apart. the, I mean, the back half of this actually has a lot of my, like I love. Um, what the what's the last song in this album called? It's gonna um, be lonely. I love that song, dude. The like really long outro with like the the like really heavy accented hits or like I don't, I don't know. There's I, I think this whole thing pretty much front to back is solid gold. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's just he's young, man. He's what is he like 20 when this comes out? Like 20, it, yeah. yeah, he's 20. He was born in 58 and this comes out. So it's recorded in 78, you know, 79. So he's 20, yeah. 21 years old. Like he's, you know. I just yeah he, he's 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 got a he had a couple helpers but again he's playing drums which later I think the advent I don't think anybody benefited more from electronic drums than Prince because like you know programmable drums like uh, and kits and stuff because that's the weakest part of his of his of his musicianship I think is is just his regular drum it's not bad but that's if you fair. listen 
if you listen to his later work, you're like, oh, it's so much better when you do it that way. And then right. you have Sheila E play live. Yeah. You know, well, like also it's, if you're playing yeah, if you're playing your own drums, you're playing to a click track anyway. Exactly. So yeah. and it so sounds like that. And it sounds it's like already that. gonna be yeah, it's already be metronomed out. So it just kind of mm -hmm. frees you up mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah, he found a way to just like with those programmable drums to actually become freer, you know, like more free. Yeah. Which, you know, most people yeah. don't. That's like not what happens. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. even if it even if it works, even if yeah. it's something like sexual healing, you know, that Marvin Gaye's drums didn't get better from that. You know, like his drummers were before that were going crazy. And it was like, but Prince, I think it was the opposite. Um, so next album is dirty mind i absolutely love this album this yes. is uh like all this is probably top five prince albums for me like i i think he got really mad that this didn't take off and like i think his first two he he understood what was happening he's like i'm growing i i don't think i'm there yet this was the first album where he thought he was there and mm -hmm. i think it's fair it's a little bare bonesy with the production. I think he he's really leaning on the electronics here, uh, and and it's a little bare bonesy. Yet he does. It's not quite as big as his later work would be, and his voice still isn't Prince that we know it. Um, it's like he's like I don't know if this dude like hit puberty at like eighteen or something because like it's it's still working out. Like it's still working its way out. He didn't get that ah, like that crazy like Prince guttural vocal that he could switch to back and forth like a like with a knob like almost like to falsetto yeah. that's not that's not there yet um but this album to me has no skips i think it's i think it's i think it's you just put it on and let it go uh it's got, it starts, pulse. got that pulse from dude, start to finish the opening, you know? the opening track dirty mind boom boom yeah. boom 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 it's yeah. just like and you listen to it and it sounds like almost corny like when it comes in you're like what is this going to be about but the way his vocals ride over that like kind of like super programmed drum beat and like kind of just almost like it's almost like one note synth not even a chord uh and it's yeah. it's so good i, yeah, I, just, one, like, I don't know why synth like, plays that one chord the whole time yeah yeah everything else changes underneath it. <laughs> yeah and yeah. it's just it's so good and like you know just it's in my daddy's car it's you i really want to drive like that part just gets me every time i don't know why it's just he, he when you know what prince became later where he became this kind of like more conservative old head as he got older you're just like it's funny to see him just like kind of let it all out and he's just like so like he kind of sounds nerdy the first three albums like almost yeah. like angsty and nerdy at, at the beginning like it's like it's not working out for him with the ladies you well, know he's still, like he's still got something to prove at this point he's not like legendary superhuman musician yet he's still like kind of a kid yeah. who's just like trying to like establish himself you know but you feel like a guy like that would kill it at the roller rink you know what i mean oh, like, yeah, yeah. Him, like <laughs> but i don't think he did like no, i don't okay, I think he did okay with the ladies but like i think he essentially when he when he got like then like he'd be in the 80s like late 80s he became like an incel almost like where it was just like which ultimately led to him getting more which kind right. of a red pill there but uh the, like he was just had like this kind of disdain for like the amount of what was flowing in there it was it was just funny um when you were mine i i love that that yeah. is, that's that basically is like creating like cindy lopper music before cindy lopper like right. it's yeah, like it is yeah or or like the kind thing of like, about the when you're mine too is he he almost all of the albums will have a song that's kind of like oldies oldies kind of sounding uh, like a, yeah. like a little like real innocent Retro, kind of oldies yeah. but then yeah i notice he does that a lot but also the lyrics are about just straight up getting cucked too well, like, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even i didn't even change the sheets and stuff yeah, like i'm like that's Damn, what dude 
every one of his tracks that's like the oldies sounding one is yeah. like the dirtiest lyrics like jack you off on later yeah, you know? yes. Yeah, yeah. yes yeah hell yeah dude yeah uh do it all night it's great i love Broken. that song so much yeah, yeah. Broken, broken heart again is a nice ballad to end side one. Again, I say this all the time when we talk about old artists. If you're young, you don't you got to understand side one and side two before you can understand how albums are created. Yeah, uh, yeah. like you got to end side one with a ballad. Not you don't have to, but like a lot of times side one would end with a ballad, and then side two you get Uptown, which is just a hit. I mean, that yes. is like that is yeah. a, that is one where he's asked by the girl, "Are you gay?" in the song in his own voice as a girl, <laughs> um, which I like that. Oh, that's so incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, like it, that catches you like so out of uh, town, but the the it catches you so just like off guard. But it's so cool. It's just you can see him kind of like say it out of the side of his mouth with his eye raised a little bit. Like you can see mm -hmm. him make that face when he's when he's doing it. And uh, yeah, like a method actor. <laughs> he's like in yeah. the studio, dude. Yeah. And he had head is another one. That's another just dirty, nasty song. Yeah. I mean, the album is not just a clever name, as Wayne Campbell yeah. would say. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's dirty i mean it's gross i mean he's he's raunchy but he had trouble getting it on the radio i mean that's really what it was like i could see a lot of these songs hitting but like a lot of the guys are like well i don't know like you know back then they you it's not like a rap song nowadays where it's like it can be dirty but like you'll, you'll make the radio edit back then they didn't like the implication for a lot yeah. of the songs like they were just implying that you were gonna you have a song about head yeah know, it's like or, when they when they mixed out marvin Gaye saying i want to give you some head and <laughs> I want your album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people miss that too, and that on that album, which is I, yeah. I think is funny because he's like, yeah, he's damn you, you big. What does he say? You big fat woman is part of it. like that. It's like damn, dude, you're getting fucking. Yeah, nasty, yeah that's how they do it in uh, Motown, huh? Yeah, uh, that's how they yeah. get down. Yeah. Huh? Speaking of the era, like too. Also, when he, I just wonder what the vibe was like when you came yeah. out on a TV show wearing like the zebra Spain speedo. Dexter. Yes, and like thigh high women's yeah. like stockings and like high heel. What what was the? You know that there's like '70s rock dudes that saw that come off. They're like, I gotta do this shit now. God yeah, damn. it's like, like Rod, bar, like Rod, yeah. Rod Stewart already switched to the tight pants by yeah. then. He's like, bro, I gotta do this now. Like, yeah. like, like <laughs> he's like, I got some down. '80s heat coming. Can you just let me go off that? Like, I already did the "Do you think I'm sexy?" thing. Like, yeah. can I? Do I have to? I gotta do this now. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, this is an album that got. uh better as prince got better so a lot more people rolling stone finally gave it its due uh a lot of it, it just became one of those ones that people went back to and went actually this is really good too like this is right. um and it is it's like it i actually when we were on i i think i lost time on the binge because i kept replaying this i i spent like a week with this album like it was yeah. just I mean, nothing wrong with it i just i i don't regret no regrets whatsoever but uh what do you guys think of sister that song threw me off real hard it's a, tri it's a trip yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a trip like i i just i just wonder you know what i said in the family intro i don't think there's all that i don't think we were told everything that happened let's just say that much yeah um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot yeah. like like and hey the less we know the better I, it's not necessary to know all that stuff like it's like uh, he can take that to his grave i'm glad nobody came forward about that but you, but look uh he finds a way to uh he finds a way to you know still make great music out of out of all that mm -hmm. stuff i like the song i mean i like again I, yeah. the songs are all great but uh and then hey, party up party part of life right it's, it's part, part of life, life. <laughs> part, no i mean like look like at, at the end of the day i look at people like this and maybe you know i don't even think prince would agree with me on this but like you you look at certain people that go through like hell and they create great art and it's like what if god was trying to reward us by by 
making you you know like the listener like you know you you still persevered right you still persevered um you know he obviously had demon demons that he carried forever but a lot of times like the stuff you go through like think of all the think of all the people prince helped with his music dude and his yeah. live shows like and all that stuff like like some there has to be like a sense of martyrdom to some of it right like mm -hmm. there i i don't know it's just to me i i tend yeah. to look at the positive in that sense rather than like oh i can't believe it like it's no, it's just all things considered, like he didn't just give up, you know, or yeah. or just or just black pill. Yeah. Do you guys know the story about Clyde Stubblefield in Prince? No. no. So Clyde Stubblefield, uh, one of James Brown's drummers, uh, was suffering from cancer, and one day his like medical bill just disappeared. And then like oh, yeah. after after Prince died, we found out that Prince paid his medical bill. And yeah, yeah. Then, like you're saying, like had Prince not gone through the hell he went through, like we might not still have Stubblefield. Like, yeah, because yeah. you know James Brown was not paying that shit. No, yeah. He's like, can I get more money from you? Actually, yeah. yeah. Like, how you get that shit? I would never hire somebody that would get cancer. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna fine him for getting cancer. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. Why, why yeah. your hair gone, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, the. Uh, no, it's it's great. Party Up is actually Morris Day has a co-writer credit, which I'd like to know how that happens. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't. I mean, and uh, Sai is a is a more I I am too, but he's a he's the Morris Day guy. I think Sai is yeah big uh yeah big the time guy. The time Morris is Day. sick because it, it's like swagged yeah. out like ghetto prince. You know what I mean? Like yeah. which is what I like. Like it's and, he and he found vehicles for his. He found yeah. vehicle as much as he changed as an artist, he would find vehicles just in it's the like same Cholo way. Prince, you know, it's like yeah, no, yeah, no just, culture and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the time like, has more groove, has more bring that that groove to it that yeah, sure. Prince sometimes lacked with drum machine or just being right like, on tempo yeah, where, the, where the time really has they're in mm -hmm. the pocket, like, crazy. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any last thoughts on Dirty Mind? It rocks. It rock, like it, a lot of people still need to listen to this album. Like again, yeah. like there's if you're like the guy that starts at um 1999, which again nothing wrong with that. Go back though, like yeah. this is uh this is amazing. So, yeah. um yeah, I I I, I want to get it on CD too. Like I, I need to get it. I like a lot of these albums. I need to get on CD because Scott Scott's pilling me on that stuff. It, it is better in the car. The CD in yeah. the car is is is. I don't oh, know. Classy, you you yeah. reject modernity on all levels when you play a CD <laughs> in your car. You know, like you're just you're ready to you're ready to say no to any psyop that comes your way. You know, like when that happens. Uh, I have it on vinyl. Sorry, vinyl haters. Oh, yeah, it's a it's a space <laughs> thing for me. It's a space thing. I love vinyl. No, I feel I, you. I, 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 love I always think you're getting rid of my vinyl because it's like you're lugging. You just have. It's just we, fills up so much, so much. And room. you got to get the monitor. You got to have something like some nice, like speakers. <laughs> like that takes up the room too. Like it's like because the worst is when you get the keyboard, or when you get the turntable with like the little little tweeter speaker like built in. I'm like that. Does, that's not gonna hit for me, bro. Like no. you know. So yeah, I like no. Trust me. If I get like you know, if if we get where we need to go, I'm gonna have it all. I'm gonna have every sound setup you could ever oh, have. Yeah. So um, no, I I look. We side. I like one of the first things we ever like did as a like a hangout thing is to go like dig for records and stuff so yeah. it's it's uh uh it's i have i love it i mean it's i and like i said i, I could picture my aunt buying that insane album cover like you know at the store i just i just chuckle because yeah. if, you, if you if you guys saw her it's just like so <laughs> funny like yeah, but uh, uh but the, yeah, next the cd album, in the car is the move yeah oh the cd in the car yeah, is, yeah, is the move you, you feel like peter gabriel in the in your eyes video with the drop top and he's just looking up like you just you feel like that like it's it's so cool um controversy is next um and i have a controversial take this album doesn't do it for me 
Man, doesn't do it for me either. It's not controversial. No, I, just, I, I yeah. literally, I go through it, and it's like I, nothing is like turn this off. It's just like there's just nothing pops out to me. At, not, right, Thomas, not, and I, I'll defend it then. Yeah, I, come on, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to. Let's yeah. work is great. Let's work is great. That's, yeah, that's a work, that's yeah. a that's a yeah. that's an amazing song. Uh, but yeah, yeah I think yeah. Contra- the title track is great, and it kind of carries on like yeah. the way Dirty Mind. The title track was like it kind of dancey. Sure. Like yeah, it's, it's the best song on the album for sure. Yeah. Which can be disappointing if if you're expecting like a cohesive album and track one just blows the load for sure. I, I get it, you know. Yeah, I think it's just Andy Christian is just, cool. Andy Christian is. Weird. I like Andy Christian a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, like you hear it, it's on. I'm never gonna be like, hey, turn that off. I mean, none of his albums will no. be like that. But you're just like, in the span of like what's comes after this, what's before it, I'm like. And I can, and it's funny. This is like this album gets some critical acclaim. Like Brady Sinellis in the Shards, one of the scenes, he's like Prince's Controversy is playing like in the background. Yeah. Smash hit record. I'm like, it's he had hits. Like you know, like there were there were some, uh, um, yeah. And like he brings up the death of John Lennon in there. In, yeah, uh, in Andy yeah. Christian. So that's that's pretty cool. I mean, my like, one observation of controversy that I thought of was like when an artist feels like they have something to say, it's kind of like not always. Yeah, uh that's fair I, I, that's fair like, i think I later commentary he, to make yeah le- no peter gabriel <laughs> suffered from the exact same thing yeah. and um and it's like no your music was already saying it dude like yeah. you don't have to like actually now to be fair sign of the times he perfected that i think i think yes. he perfected saying something and then but like he figured out how to say it but not be on the nose i think uh yeah. but yeah like controversy and then i love the album cover you look at it it's like <laughs> The, the the studio saw the or the label saw the last one. They're like, put some clothes on. Let's we'll see how it works. Like, like they're like they're like, let's try it now. Let's try it now with the clothes on. Like, see if, yeah. see if just just well, we want to have a control group, you know, for, for uh, <laughs> we're A/B testing clothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's just see. Like, you know, like, like hey, you look great. Yeah, you're in great shape. Uh, yeah, uh, but you know, just uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, but it, you know. It, the album did pretty well. Uh, it got it came out to good reviews and everything. And uh, and he's building. He's just building. And uh, and I think he gets his first out al- like his first uh, absolute smash album that also is great. Like it's just like oh my gosh, it, it, he it finally all comes together. And like these are some of my favorite albums where even if you like certain album cuts more or you love where an artist is at a certain point, I think it's so cool when they finally just intersect what they want to do with what we want to hear, you know? And, yeah. and I think 1999 does that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like his most ambitious album at that point. I listened to a podcast series about like the making of this album and apparently it wasn't supposed to be a double LP. Mm. It's just like after controversy, like this valve got opened and he was just like writing one, two songs a day he was living in this house with his band and just like nonstop producing jams. And like, yeah, this like something really clicks on 1999 for sure. Yeah. And speaking of the clothing, the no clothes, like we go back to 99 and on the record on the vinyl, when you pull out one of the record sleeves, it's him naked in bed with a sheet, like <laughs> halfway covering his bare ass. Yeah. yeah, 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 like, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. Naked. We're going back to naked. Yeah, yeah, like, but it, but it was in the album cover. So it's like, no, you got to have the gate code to my naked body. Like, you got to like yeah. buy the album, open it up, right. and look at it. Like, that was the that was the uh, co- uh, concession that the label made. They're like, put it on the right. fucking album art, then, dude, or yeah. in the inside <laughs> the thing. Like, which that's another thing, man. If you're young, like you know, you don't know this. Like, you would buy an album, and it was an experience. Like, you'd buy yeah. it, you'd open it up, you'd look, like, um, you know, and you'd look all on the inside and <laughs> the old out thing, and like sometimes you'd see naked 
dudes, you know, or naked chicks like the Roger Waters <laughs> album, you know, like you'd see all sorts of stuff like uh, like that. And, and it was uh, this uh, this album is pretty damn perfect though like it's yeah. it's it's it, i can just picture throwing a damn party and just leaving it on that's like this right. is like fantasy yeah. now like to, to do that like to put somebody's album on and it's not a playlist it's not their their essentials it's not their greatest hits um it's just like no this whole album like it's gonna set the tone it's gonna be on for a little over an hour and mm-hmm. after that we're gonna put on another sick ass album but like for now you know the title track i mean 1999 this, this song has its own story where he, the band prince's band was watching a documentary about nostradamus um and in the in the film uh nostradamus predicted of, of terror would fall upon the world in 1999 uh prince was talking prince was like kind of like aghast by the documentary and was basically just like if the world's ending i would just party he's like it like i don't care i'm like i'm i believe in god i'm just gonna go to heaven he's like why is everybody tripping so like that I, he actually like talks about I, there's a great larry king interview because this song had a resurgence in 1999 people like i know people that graduated high school in 99 and it was like at their prom like a song from you know ten, over a decade prior Crazy. uh they would be playing it like it would just be like the theme to their prom prince 1999 because y2k people don't un, if you weren't around during that time you don't understand like what a crazy thing that was like your 2000s coming yeah and uh but he's like there's a part with the larry king interview i'll splice it into here but like he just goes like uh larry king's like you're not worried about uh 1999 y2k he's like i'm not tripping dude he's just like <laughs> you know he's like it is what it is it's like sick. yeah he's like it is what it is he's like if the world ends like why are you so worried about the world ending you know and he, he just he didn't care about any of that like computer y2k stuff but we were sitting around watching a special about 1999 and a lot of people were talking about the year and uh speculating on what was going to happen and i just found it real ironic how everyone that was around me, whom I thought to be very uh, optimistic people, were dreading those days. And I, uh, I always knew I'd be cool. I, I never felt like this was going to be a rough time for me. Uh, it's also an amazing song. First, saw, you hear a woman's voice to start the album. Um, it's not him. And uh, I was dreaming when I wrote this. Forgive me if it goes astray. Uh, Mac Dre had a song uh, where he said, I was thizzing when I wrote this, so forgive me if it goes astray. <laughs> Dre, fuck with yeah. Before I start wa- rapping, I must warn you, I just washed two mushrooms down with some orange juice. I was thizzing when I wrote this, so forgive me if it goes astray. It's just the many dumb flows of Dre. Um, yeah, yeah, amazing. Like, And that's when I heard the Dre song like really before actually getting into Prince like, in the way that I did. And I was like, God damn, he, that's an amazing flip of a line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is there's uh, that. And then there's the uh, listening to the flashlight extended version. Shout out Parliament. There's some yeah. great throwback yes. lines. For yes. sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, yeah, yeah, he was a, he was a head. He was one of the heads, dude. He like, head. um, yeah. But yeah, I love 1990. The title track is like it, that song just gets you going every single time. Yeah, I think um Impending Prince Hot Take, uh, Little Red Corvette is also a really good song. Um, like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's, no, for sure. it's like, no, it's like, I know that it, like, duh, of course we all know that. But like, the thing that stands out about that song in this album is that like, I think Prince, one of the, one of the things he really did well was like, songs that are kind of equal parts melancholy and grandiose. Yes. Like, it's mm. kind of emo, but like huge at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think 
title track of Purple Rain is kind of this kind of similar, but like Little Red Corvette to me is just like that thing just like washes over you. It's like one of the most powerful like experiences I can have as a music listener. I think it's just incredible. There's shame in That's every cool. album. I, was, I wrote down a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote down a couple notes when I was listening to it, and I kind of thought the same thing about Little Little Red Corvette. Where it's actually when you listen to the verses, and there's a few songs that do this on the album where the verses like really sparse and emo and like just yeah kind of sad synth chords and yeah i mean the, the other the, song that's like that on this is the the something of the water doesn't doesn't compute yeah mm-hmm. yeah Where, I, so, I, yeah, yeah exactly. real sparse and that's kind of like foreshadowing directions he's, he's gonna go later but i feel you with the little red corvette the contrast yeah little red corvette yeah. dude the first time i ever heard that song was when i was in a as in a, when i was in the dentist as a kid and it's it's still, in my opinion, the best song you could ever hear at a dentist because all the like light rock. We had a station, so I don't know, K O I T light rock less talk. Yeah. Um, that we had a, that was their station, and they would play like you know, um, it would be like Michael McDonald. Like they had some grooves on there, like uh, but a lot of like you know, just like kind of basic like Melissa Etheridge would be the contemporary thing they'd be playing, and then um, but you would like for some reason like the dentist always had that on. And um, but I, I felt like what, I, I just thought like Little Red Corvette is just such a catchy chorus. And of course, the music is is phenomenal. Um, but then like you listen to it later when you're a little older, you're like, oh, man, like you're this guy's I mean, it's a it's a day. I mean, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. It's a misogynist song, man. Like he's like mad at women in that song. Like he's just like mm-hmm. like I think he's he's dealing with a new breed of women at this point in his career that are not uh, in local Minnesota. Uh, yeah. shows. like I, I think yeah. it's like like I mean, it's all the idea is like she walks around with a pocket full of horses, Trojans, and some of them used. But she hangs yeah. on to him after. She just hangs on to him. Yeah. <laughs> And I could see the way you parked your car outside that this wasn't gonna last. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like, just I mean, it's 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 so good. I could see the jockeys that were there before me. Like, it just I, I mean, come yeah. on. Like, yeah, these city girls are different, man. It's just different. Like, he, he just you know, he, this guy's doing you know world tours at this point. Like, it, it's 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 just different. So it's fun to see his. Um, the way he views like women and and stuff it the way it's uh it progresses like i love to check in at every album and see like what how we're talking because like later he gets a lot more sentimental you know and a lot mm. more um a lot more sensitive as, as you do when you get older uh but like as a young guy he's just like it's like come on like like uh but delirious is another classic yeah. um it's silly it's quirky it's fun it's very like 80s movie music and it's it's great yeah, I like that song in particular because, like, I think one of my favorite things about Prince as a songwriter is, like, what he does is he takes just, like, formulas and methods that we are, we're already familiar with. Because Delirious is just 12-bar blues. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's yeah. a very common way to write songs. But then he uses that method to, like, express his individual personality because it's 12-bar blues for sure, but it also sounds like Prince. Like, no one else ever did blues like that, you know? You know what's funny is that a lot of his hits are actually 12-bar blues. I didn't really realize until I dug yeah, back kiss. into it. Yeah, yeah, where it's just like, damn, he's just made it so zany and so sparse and weird yeah. that you would never tell – you'd never be able to tell upon first listen as, like yeah. – a unless you're trying to figure it out musically or whatever, but yeah, that's, a yeah, you got to dig beneath the surface, beneath like the layers of crazy synths, and you're right. like, wait a minute, this yeah. is like actually way simpler than it sounds. Yeah, well, let sure. me know how you guys feel about this as people uh, who 
know more about you know guitar than i would but there's so many times where like the guitar and the synth are just like one instrument it's like truly synthesizing something like it's like yeah, taking well, the guitar yeah. where like if like you'd be like damn like i don't know if i hear the guitar but i do but then like i mm -hmm. like is that a synth or a guitar purple rains like that a lot where you're like yeah. is that a synth or a guitar like i literally yeah. don't know um like it sounds like it could have been like this like like those like angel key kind of like keyboard things and certain things or uh like a guitar with like a flanger on it or something like i don't know you know it's 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 quite it, I, and i say that as like it's it's truly like everything just melds into one because it kind of is one guy you know i think uh, that's what, one thing that's beautiful about his guitar playing is that yeah. like how you compared it to the synth and it's also his guitar playing is a lot like like a voice as well like it's very lyrical and melodic very so lyrical. there's even times where he'll, he'll like sing the guitar part or he plays the guitar part and then it turns into a vocal part that's the exact yeah. same and this thing. is where his voice his voice came out i think his right. voice actually yeah. just got started on here where you he would really toggle with like falsetto and like aggressive and like even like sub subdued kind of vocal it wasn't just that kind of like guy that almost sounds like he's on his tiptoes trying to reach the microphone like uh like you know trying to sit at the big kids table like it, the, now he's got like a man's voice like i'll be at a short man with a high-pitched voice but a, but a man's voice um yeah he only sang in falsetto for the first four albums you know? straight like up dude. yeah it's crazy to think about yeah he was i i wonder what it was like why he got more comfortable with his voice more confident i, I don't know but something yeah. shifted on this album for sure he might have just been a late bloomer, dude. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just might have been. Like, I like you might have just like, damn, I got that. You know, now I now you just have that. Like, it's like back in the day when you call, you know, before your voice changed, they call and they'd be like, oh, they think it's your mom and you get all mad <laughs> yeah. when you answer the phone. <laughs> like, and like, and then after a while, they're like, oh, uh, you grew up, Glenn. You know, like, wow. You know, it's like your uncle that you don't see that yeah. much. Like, like uh, it's it, that's kind of how this album feels a little bit where he's just like, wow, this is like a like a grown man, you know, and. And, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, DMSR, killer song. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that. I love when he goes back to like old school, like funk kind of like uh, yeah. songs. Mm -hmm. yeah. He always has a funk lesson on every album, like a hard. Yeah. yeah. Hard funk. It's it's like he's while he's in the span of making an album, he's like listening to his favorite artists, like you know, yeah. and kind of like listening, like he'll do some Sly Stone, George Clinton, you know, any anything like that. It's like, and then all of a sudden he's like, when he's in that phase, he's like, well, now I'm gonna make this song, just jamming with the band or something. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. all his albums give me the impression that he's listening to what's happening and like, oh yeah, kind yeah. of interacting in his head with band, like. On this album, the, all the critics love you in New York, and a few things where it's kind of like, okay, new wave is sort of starting to happen, and he's like yep. messing around with like a new wave-ish, weird synth line, but he makes it print. He makes it prints, you know. He yeah. does his own spin on it. Yeah, th throughout his whole career, it was like that. He was like always yeah. trying to keep his finger on the pulse. Like he he didn't want to be, he didn't want to fall behind the times. You know, he wanted to be like on the cutting edge of what was like in. You know. Yeah, but he did it effortlessly. Yeah. Effortless, yeah, you know, yeah, that's the great, and he did it without, especially when we'll get up probably tomorrow with the hip hop stuff. Like, he, yeah, his hip hop stuff is yeah. listenable today it's, when no one else is, oh. yeah, when that you know, like, you know, like Debbie Harry or Herbie Hancock or whatever, like good stuff, but it's like, come on, those guys were corny, they're in the hip hop era, right. and mm -hmm. it's like, you know, Prince is like, he was made for that, shit. you know, so it's like every. Every little genre, like you said, he he makes it Prince. He makes it himself. You know, yeah. he makes it his own thing. I think he has has had as much of an ear and an eye as he did like a hand to make the to make it. You know, like it, yeah. he had a um like I I always pictured like 
especially when you get to like sign of the times because i really spent a lot of time with that album today and uh watched like the concert series and stuff uh you can kind of i kind of feel like that dude just like we we try i try to think about like what that dude like does in his house i mean most of the time he's recording i mean yeah he had like over like six thousand songs saved up that like he never released so there was a lot and touring a lot of times so i don't know how much free time he allowed himself because he'd be alone with his demons otherwise uh but he kind of i kind of picture him just like watching the news all the time like there's a um he had an interview series uh he he only trusted a couple guys to interview him. there was a rolling stone guy named neil something that grew up in minnesota that he like his dad knew his dad kind of thing um so he like in 1985 had a really like tell-all interview about his childhood with him because he felt comfortable opening up to him and then uh then all of a sudden there was another guy named tavis smiley i found out about him today he's a great Uh, interviewer that guy guy is amazing he's he comes off as like this dork almost like comedian like where you're like it looks fake at first and then you're like halfway through the interview he's like one of the bros and like you're like this is so cool like i I, because they were friends in real life so um i thought that was uh i he's amazing so like i highly and then he loved larry king so that's why i feel like he trusted um, like a few people, like probably just Larry King, because he's like, I just like your show, you know, like I just like like because Larry King was the man back back in you know the '90s and stuff. But he uh, he on that Tavis Smiley show, like Tavis, uh, I guess I don't know if this ended up happening. I'd have to look it up, but I guess after the Bill Clinton impeachment, one of his big first interviews was on BET um, with Tavis Smiley. I gotta watch this interview, but uh, I, if I had more time today, I would have done it. But like he uh tavis smiley teases it when he comes back from a commercial break when he's with prince and like it's not even showing prince's face but he's like yeah and on monday you know we got the the president yes william jefferson clinton's coming on for one of his first interviews after impeachment and prince goes oh what he's like that's crazy man like like i think he like really was in tune with like the news interesting Uh, yeah i don't know i think he was like a news guy i think he like really cared about that like i can't imagine him sitting down and watching like a bunch of movies or or um you know i'm sure he listened to a lot of music but uh, I, I can't imagine him sitting down and doing too many like things that are just idle and like not uh, and just sitting there and watching and being I don't think he was much of a voyeur in that sense. I think he wanted to absorb everything and channel it into a music, you know, into a music career. I, I've heard that he was like a little bit. He was a movie buff, at least like was he? Uh, for for a little bit there, according to this podcast series I listened to, like he was like really into Eraserhead, especially before 1999. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, he watched that like him and his band, like he would have. His band watched movies together. I think that's part of what the uh, Nostradamus thing kind of true. Stuff. True. Um, so that, but I could I could also see him just constantly absorbing like kind of everything, mm-hmm. you know, just like taking in maybe like any kind of art or any kind of like goings on in the world. Like maybe he was just constantly soaking all of it up, you know. Oh, I get it. I mean, I I will never compare myself, obviously, to this, but I record like fucking at least six hours a week of of content. Most of the things I watch, I'm is going to be something I'm going to talk about. Like, I, yeah. I like there could be something on, and I'm like, well, I'm not really going to talk about that, so I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to watch the thing that we're going to talk about. So it's I, I get what that's saying. It's like anything, and you subconsciously want to take every, you want to have use for everything, you know, like you feel like you can only carry so much um so i i do understand that but uh before i move on to obviously one of the biggest albums of all time is there any last 1999 takes um yeah i just want to say the the interesting thing you know he went he from his first couple albums all instruments played and everything and then he got on the drum tip and this one is notable because it really brings back it combines the organic drum sound with the drum groove true and it's especially like Lady Cab Driver, which I um, which I mentioned is probably my favorite Prince song of all time. Uh, 
Nice. Uh, it's just the groove on that song is insane. It's like lazy, almost like lazy funk, you know, and it's just uh, almost behind the beat. And uh, uh, I really think that's what makes this album like the party album. And it just brings that kind of human element to it. It's really the synthesis of everything he's done so far. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's so true. Like I, I I love I love that song too. I think it's I think it's excellent. Yeah. And uh, what's that? Oh, just the riff in Lady Cab Driver. It's so simple, but it's so it's so yeah. good. And yeah. he does that in so many songs. But you're like, how how's this little riff so? Incredible? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like he almost learns to be lazy sometimes. Like it's something you have to like teach mm-hmm. yourself is to be lazy. Like not everyone can do it. It's it's similar to like a a comedian, right? Like and a comedian knows like when to kind of like deliver a line a certain way or an actor it's like it doesn't have to be turned up to 10 all the time it doesn't have to be you know edge to edge you know like uh, corner to corner you know fitting perfectly it uh in fact the the flaw in it quote-unquote flaw is going to be what we actually dance to you know um so i think that's uh, that's really cool um so we come to what i will say right now is probably the greatest music cultural achievement in history um it is not my favorite prince album but it's objectively i think where a concept album of, of a high concept album which is basically autobiographical um meets a pop sound that everyone loves meets massive blockbuster movie meets uh amazing iconic album cover where people are wearing the shirts forever meets uh, all that stuff purple rain yeah great album deeply flawed movie though thriller is thriller is probably the close the close second i'm sure so many people will disagree with me on that especially like the michael jackson heads but i don't think i i don't even think thriller does what purple rain does no um, okay. yeah yeah. I, I had the I, same feeling as you too. It's not my favorite album, but it's like a perfect album, and it's a per- it's just unbelievable. It is, yeah. It's just uh, just execution mixed with critical acclaim, and especially because like, look, Mike is with Quincy Jones, Prince is with himself. You know, like like yeah. it's it's, just, it's not to demean what Michael Jackson did. He's the biggest star ever. I mean, like truly, like he is like the biggest star stage presence and everything that that we've ever seen but like prince is like he's creating all of this stuff too and it's yeah. it's like it's like michael and quincy combined creating an album like it's it's right. like into one person it's it's it is it is quite amazing now now thomas you this is like your favorite you said right this i mean gun to my head if like if i could only listen to one prince album for the rest of my life Fair. i think it's this one like yeah. i almost hesitate to say that because like we've been talking about like i really don't want people to just listen to purple rain and stop yeah, because like there's so much more to discover, but like, man, I just think like this thing is just the perfect balance of like artistic achievement with like commercial viability. Like, just from any angle, you can appreciate this thing. It's like you can dance to it, you can analyze it. Like, there's just it it scratches every itch that an album can, you know. Oh, I I agree, and it's it is quite good i mean it's yeah. like it's like on its own even if you didn't know there was a movie didn't know there were cool videos didn't know it's where the big purple aesthetic came from didn't know any of that like even if you just threw it on and was like i'm going to try this artist named prince that i've never heard of and put it <laughs> yeah. on you'll you'll be hooked i mean yeah. hopefully i hopefully because i i feel like he has it's not uncommon but for him to be uh, have he has a little bit of a disdain for it because he remembers just uh, like you know arenas and like soccer stadiums like doing these shows that 
you know, you'd never do before that, that only like, you know, uh, uh, Paul McCartney or like somebody that like a much of an institution could ever sell out. And you, he's like looking and he's, he said, he made, had this quote where he said, I was looking at all these people's faces and he's like, he goes, you guys aren't sticking with me, huh? Like, he's like, this is going to go away after this album. And I'm like, but he's right. I mean, like, he's like, it's right. Like, like the, the, that's what happens when you have that massive, like that massive hit. It's obviously it allowed him to create Paisley park, the, the mansion, the everything to, it gave him uh, unlocked new things for him that he probably would have never been able to, to do otherwise. But like he, with him, he's kind of like, first off, everyone's going to be begging that I play these songs. And he famously like, doesn't play the hits at shows a lot. Like, or he plays a few of them, but like, not he, he doesn't care what you want <laughs> like essentially and uh so but but it is amazing and uh we will talk about the movie after the album but the uh um starts off with let's go crazy there's a sermon at the beginning of it by by prince uh very common thing in his in his albums and uh it's uh it's such a fun like like movie montage style song uh um i love the like kind of almost squeaky organ like synth like high-pitched organ synth uh and his guitar which is like really sounds really compressed but it's still growling a little bit under there uh i it's it's just fun man it's just fine just imagine just being like shit hammered at like a prince show and just yelling yeah. you know? i, mean, <laughs> I like, remember reading a long time ago i read somewhere that that song was like added on at the end of the album it was like not gonna be on it, and they recorded it live on the movie sound, like their practice, like a warehouse practice stage. They recorded like the band just like played it live. I never would have guessed. That's crazy. Yeah, it sounds. It does. It sounds so much a part of of yeah. the thing. But like, dude, this is when Sheila E joins the band too and stuff in in, yeah. in Purple Rain album. And I gotta give Sheila E some props. She's an Oakland legend, still Hell doing yeah. it to this day. Sixty six years old uh doesn't even look 66 she's still going like she and she is like she brought that percussion element that he did not have like to his yeah, life yeah. and i mean you want to talk about like and you know her hit like uh, everyone should know is a uh, glamorous life still an absolute banger written by prince yeah. um and she she was like really good but she would she could sing like she she could do it all and and she was a performer she um but she was uh and, and it like his band looked cool because there were like chicks in there and stuff and yeah. like it was like it was like a non-forced like diversity thing like it was just yeah. he wanted it because it was like like wendy and lisa they were all good musicians and like good singers and they had their own careers i mean through prince but still and yeah. uh um but yeah let's go crazy is great i i have a new found love for take me with you which i i can't say that i did before before this um especially its place in the movie is really cool it's got kind of this like elo like late uh like elo style like symphony to it with uh mm -hmm. the kind of like bouncy acoustic guitar behind it that, that's kind of just yeah. keeping keep keeping the time for everything um yeah, that's incredible. I, I, I love okay. it I, I was like man i kind of felt that it was like because it starts out really crazy you're like what is this it's like doo -doo 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 -doo. like you're like yeah right know, what is, like what is happening here like but then he immediately pulls the rug out from under you and he's like no this is actually going to be like my like elo like kind of you know groove uh that i that i love um i think a lot of this album, this album has this almost like sort of dreamlike almost alice in wonderland ish kind of like surreal feel to it and like this, this song, yeah, it just feels like a lot of the stuff that happens with the strings just feels like kind of off in like a compelling sort of way. And like, I don't know, it just, uh, it feels like just artsy enough, I guess, to me. 
Oh, it, it is. It is a total art album, art like pop yeah. album. That's why. That's why I think. Again, I, I hate. It sounds like I'm shitting on Thriller. I love Thriller, but it's just like Thriller is like what it's meant to do is like it is like stamped at the factory, plastic sealed pop album. This is gonna take over your life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Print, print, this is like an art album with a pop element and a cinematic element to it, which I know Thriller had too. But this, it's just like. I, man, I'm looking at every track has a Wikipedia hyperlink, dude. Yeah, like, like every song has one. Like it's it's um, the beautiful ones. That's one of my wife's favorite. I mean, when he hits that's that, so middle, good. It, it is that song, amazing. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, like it is, and like when he just starts going, like just buck at the end, and it's like like squiggling on the floor and like just yelling and stuff. Yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. just like wow. Yeah, that that I, that ties into my my the main thing I kept thinking of this album on re-listening to it over and over this week was like the emotion out. Like it's very emotional. The album compared to everything yeah. else he'd done before that, this album is like very yeah, like raw. Like he, he's kind of showing you a raw side of, of himself or you just get, you get a very emotional, like you were saying, like an arty album. It's vocally. I, and it's yeah. exactly what it is. He's a little more detached in his late, earlier albums. It almost sounds yeah. like he's, you know, he's like, I have a story to tell, but you're not going to hear it, you know? And then, uh, yeah. on this one, it's like, he's very earnest. He's being yeah. very earnest on this. There's no irony. There's no like, psh, like that element to a lot of the songs. Yeah. Um, computer blue is another one man that's a hit man like that like yeah, yeah. i love that song and that's another that's got the i want to be your lover switch up where that the back half of computer blue is like gorgeous yeah, yeah. um mm -hmm. when it just right when he just lets it ride and it's like what the way that that like it's like yeah. miami vice like don johnson in the speedboat like you're just like this is so sick my standout um, sleeper track on this is the is i would die for you oh, yeah, dude. oh yeah i just it's what he does with the the. I, I remember I replied to your tweet when you like put that up, uh -huh. like the hi hats. Uh -huh. I've never heard anyone because it's like a hi hat yeah. mixed with the synth that's giving you the the chord changes. And then but I don't know if it's one up. sound or if it he yeah if yeah. you just sync them up. But it's so crazy to have the just production wise that you know to be dorky for a little bit to be geeky. And then there's a but there's a clap. So cool. There's a clap that yeah. shouldn't be there, but it is, and it makes everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, just that hi hat and the synth giving you simultaneously the sixteenth notes is like I've never heard anyone do that. And yeah, if I can, if fantastic. I can drum nerd for a second. Yeah, what it is is like we're used to hearing a snare drum on beats two and four, and there's yeah. no snare on beat four, mm -hmm. and it's like that that little touch. Like honestly, man, I don't think this song works if there's a snare on four. I think Agreed. like taking taking it out like makes this whole thing feel like just a little floaty there's a little bit more like emotional kind of tension to it it's like so fucking smart i wish i knew how we thought of that he has the most tasteful minimalism like yes a, a, yeah. the artist i've ever i've ever had i mean when doves cry has no bass kiss no right. bass <laughs> you know like, it's kiss, like what's that I, kiss doesn't have bass either i mean listen to it I mean, okay, like, should, like, like yeah, it's, it's got, like, it's got drums, like that functions as a bit of a baseline sure. but like if you were to put it in the car there's no rumble to it yeah, but it, but it's um but it but you hear it like there's no bass and the label fought him over kiss okay. like they thought they were like this has to have a baseline this can't be a single and he's like fuck you that's like, so you know, nuts like, like no watch this shit go ape on the charts like you know <laughs> what i mean like and it did but you know uh computer blue darling nikki has its own story too i mean it's a nasty little dirty little song yeah. um, i love that song yeah i remember I, actually you know what's funny is the first time i ever heard that song like because i i 
I the first time I'd ever heard that song was that like Dave Grohl did a cover of it. I don't know if anyone <laughs> yeah. heard it. I can kind of see it. It's yeah, not, maybe. it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <I'm> okay. <laughs> and like my dad, I was like, my dad is a Foo Fighters head. He just loves. He's just. It's such like you know Gen X like dad core. You know like Foo Foo Fighters. Um, and he uh he had it on, and it was uh, and and he was just like damn dave Grohl. he's like dave Grohl covered this like he's like it's such a weird like like the least like sexual dude of all time is yeah. dave Grohl. <laughs> like, like you look at that guy you're like that's that i don't has it ever happened like um you know no, no disrespect but i don't know i'm not a really big fan of him post-covid but uh you know just he's he's uh he has a cover of it but I, and then i remember listening and then i remember getting the cd for uh when i used at, at streetlight records and it was uh i heard this song and like darling nikki i was like how is he making the sounds of the chorus mm -hmm. like what is that it sounds like somebody like crumpling something up i don't know what it is like i don't know how to like is that a guitar or a synth i don't know what the distortion is like i i, I guess it's a guitar i think but... it's a guitar because it sounds like he's bending a string to me but there's probably some crazy effect shit going on there perhaps like what he's doing and i know people have done this where they run like a guitar through like a synth like how brian eno used to like okay. for um like brian like when david bowie's like low the berlin stuff like a lot of that stuff is playing a guitar through like a synthesizer it's almost what it sounds like to me um beauty of prince is that he's just not going to explain that to you ever um and you'll never know uh and, and we shouldn't like it's just it's, it's fun to speculate um but it's it's a great uh song also when you know his family history you're kind of like and this is an autobiographical album you're like oh his mom showed him playboys at 10 i wonder you know whoa yeah yeah like interesting like yeah i don't know it's just yeah. it, but it's it's a damn good song like I, I i love it and it's uh it, it's placed in the movies really funny too where like nobody fucks with it like in the, in the, <laughs> like he plays it and everyone's like booze sucks <laughs> like like imagine if you were at some minnesota club and you heard that and you're like nah i'm not fucking with it like yeah all right but uh when doves cry i might it's probably my favorite yeah. i mean it's, it's just probably it's, the best yeah yeah it's probably That's my, my first Intro to Prince and maybe, maybe yeah. The, I mean, it's so like yeah. one of whichever one of you said the tasteful minim minimalism is yes. just yeah. But it's just how how he can find the groove and play a little lick that just stay a little riff that stays in your head like three three notes. Oh, you it's know, it's, it's like, just too good. Does, yeah. yeah, too good. It's too good. I would like you said I would die for you is amazing. I'm not your lover. I'm not your friend. But I'm a secret third thing. <laughs> uh as big mac would say uh, no. <laughs> I, uh, I, I love that <laughs> i just i know it's not the lyric but it is like in meme format basically like a secret third thing i i uh it's great um you know uh <laughs> purple rain the song purple rain i mean the first time i ever i when i was a kid i it was good but i didn't like have that like I was always like, why is that everyone's like favorite? So I like when he like rocked out or was like, you know, making like upbeat stuff. But then I remember when he played it at the Super Bowl in 2007 and I was like, oh, shit. Like this is like this is like this is an epic. This is like a, um, the song itself is like a three hour like war hero movie song. Like it's like yeah. one of those epics like like Doctor or even like Dr. Zhivago or like any of those like old classic like Gone with the Wind. It's like it's like that type of song um it, it's just it's perfect i mean how do you how do you how do you beat it like when we were talking about guitar stuff earlier and like the ernie isley lineage and yeah. that type of thing like this song there's a couple points in it where in the solo at the end where instead of like shredding he plays a riff 
that just it's so simple that it stays in your head, you know, and it's so it's so like you can hum the guitar riff and there's something really special to that, like uh, guitar parts that can stick in your head like that. that yeah. I was just uh, like growing up and playing guitar. I always try to like emulate those type of things because maybe because I'm not, I never was good enough to shred, you know, but there's, you, you know, you find your position and learn to yeah. do that well. Yeah. But if you can learn to play things that, that people can like the biggest compliment I ever received playing guitar was like, Oh, like, you know, you did something that was melodic or like it stuck in my head. What you did there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do I, do I care about this? Like, do I care about this after we're done? Like do it when we're done, yeah. do like after you play it for me, is it still there? You know? And yeah. it's, I feel like, that that like the da 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 like that thing is so um yeah like climactic exactly. the way it like wraps up this whole thing and, like kind of carries you out into the end of it it's like it's so smart to like shred a little bit and then end on that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly it's it's uh um it, it's basically like uh i don't know it, it it's just like people focus too much on like the purple aspect of it like I think it's just like, no, nah, man, just, just just throw it on, dude. Like, just, just throw it on and, like, vibe out to it. Like, you don't have to, like, worry about what it means. Like, yeah, it's an autobiographical kind of album, you know, quasi. He calls it, like, kind of autofiction, essentially, where it's like, yeah, you know, some of it's true, some of it's not. But I just wanted to make, you know, kind of his – he knew he was making, like, a magnum opus type thing. I mean, it's, it's quite clear. Uh, I don't think you ever intend to, like, pour your heart out the way he does on this album and have it, like, not have it be one of your cult classic albums. Like, no, it's – it, it, this was destined to be a hit it every it has every element of a hit album that you want and then stuff you didn't know you wanted um which is which is i think what sticks to your rib unlike uh certain albums that were like you know maybe big around this time um and he wanted to beat michael like he was he he plays down the rivalry um between him and michael jackson michael jackson is like incapable of having a rivalry with somebody like i just don't think that's like his that's not the way he like views the world i don't think um but prince was like yo i i gotta like i gotta beat michael jackson like i gotta outsell him i gotta like thriller is like going crazy right now i have to make my um my thriller i have to i have to like knock him down a peg like and it for six months it was number one i mean six months on the on the charts i mean think about a song that's popular for six months nowadays it's like lil nas x like old town road you know like it's like the only it has to be that level but there has to be a TikTok element to it there has to be you know this oversaturation of social media um and now prince did have the video element to it which we're going to talk about right now but just this album like and this is an album it's not a song this is like the album that people just could not get enough of it was on the radio my parents saw i always ask my parents i'm like how how big was like this song and they're just like oh you couldn't avoid it like you could not avoid purple rain mm-hmm. like you yeah. just it, it, it you didn't want to but like my dad's not like the biggest fan you know he's a respecter of it but it's it's not he's not like that's just not his brand of music like at all he was he's like the sabbath like zeppelin kind of guy um so but he but you know like my mom is just like yeah how do you like how do you there's not a way a human being can put it on and just be like i hate this album you know like it just yeah it just can't i mean maybe the oversaturation element of it at the time but if you ask that same person now how they feel about it they're probably like ah man i didn't know what we had you know i didn't know what we had was so good and so finite you know back then yeah so ah gosh the movie is uh (laughs) the movie is something um thank god for the music uh because the music saves you every time you're like oh man what's happening here uh, i mean it's it's charmingly corny like it's you'll yeah. watch it you'll like you'll laugh there's a line 
that makes me laugh. I was saying it to myself in my house, like at the top of my lungs and laughing, like with tears in my eyes. And it's not meant to be that funny. Uh, but there's a part, the whole concept of the album is Prince is the kid. His name is not his name. It's not Prince. He's, uh, his name is the kid. And the kid is waiting for his Shout out Blood break. Meridian or other. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. God, what a, that is insane. Yeah. The fact that that's, that, that's a synchronicity that I was not yeah. expecting. But, the extended uh, universe, dude. Yeah. 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 Just Cormac mccarthy's purple rain yeah uh, <laughs> the, uh, um yeah the uh the 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 kid is it's it's already an absurd concept because it's prince not doing well at live or like yeah. not having a smash hit um because he's not listening to his uh to his uh women bandmates who have a hit but he won't listen because he's a control freak it's kind of a commentary about how much of a control freak he is now he didn't make any changes to that at any point right. career, but he's just like hey i noted you know <laughs> but he uh uh there's one scene where the lady who like i don't know she's like the i don't know she's a bouncer like a you know some lady at the front of the club she's got the blonde hair and she goes hey i got something for you and prince goes what is it peanuts and and then he goes <laughs> like that and i was i was just like and, and you could tell it was meant to be like the punch, like, okay, that's the funniest part of the scene. And I'm just like, oh man, like that's the dialogue you're dealing with. But uh, at the time, you know, basically Prince, Prince's music, Prince's look and, and Apollonia carry the movie. It's, it's yeah. you, you, you won't regret it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just a sick music video. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it's probably the best way to look at it. A hundred percent. Like his, like, uh, um, you know, Morris Day is the is the actually epic like runs the runs the city uh, musically. Um, one of my favorite scenes is when they're trying to put like women artists on and they're playing a sex shooter by Apollonia and the girls are dancing like in the studio. And he's like, that ain't sexy enough, you know, and he's just like, I, I, I think that Morris Day is actually the best part of the uh, uh, I think actor in the movie. He's hilarious in it, um, especially because it's the, the whole irony. This prince is really ironic in this movie because he's like i made morris day but like now morris day is going to be the superior or at least the the villain uh superior villain in the in the movie so that part's funny uh it starts with let's go crazy before you ever hear a line in the movie let's go crazy comes out and uh, apparently the kids lost it i love it he goes through a seven minute let's go crazy burns down the club with a guitar solo and everyone's like ah, i think he's losing it like, i don't <laughs> think i don't think he's got it anymore man and then all of a sudden to the credit, this is a, also an absolute killer song. Uh, uh, Morris Day comes out to jung to Jungle Love, which is a heat, a, a yeah. amazing baseline. Like, and uh, I love the I love when the the guy comes out and shows him a big like Victorian mirror version of himself, and he's dancing in it. Like, that's an amazing <laughs> uh, stage move. I think uh, that yeah, that's a great song. But it's just I do uh, love the idea that the town gets up for that song, but not Let's Go Crazy. They're like, nah, this <laughs> like. Lame. There's a lot of you got to really sus suspend your disbelief. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's it's. I know it's it's charmingly funny, and if you love his catalog and his music, it's 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 a must watch. You have to watch it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's you can't skip it. Like it's there's no there's no way around it. It's it's part of the it's part of the whole you know Prince uh, uh, canon. Like I mean, it's the number one, probably the number one thing anybody ever. If you say Prince, the first person says Purple Rain or Chappelle show you know like so it's yeah. just like those are the two things people our age you know like like gravitate to if they're not into the catalog but it is it is still quite fun 
um and like yeah when doves cry it's like when you know his life story it's like kind of sad the song and like yeah. this part in the movie like it's actually like wow it's kind of it's kind of sad like uh but um i i could i do love the concept of going to a movie theater and seeing that movie and just having it be like a big party it would be fun as hell yeah you don't care about the dialogue who cares who's talking during the movie you know what i mean like it's just it would be fun like it would just be a fun event like I, and just going like multiple times too you know going like to see purple rain like two two weekends you know like and just and just having fun and then going somewhere after um i, I think that's I, taylor swift's doing it now i guess she's the only person that can do something like that but um even then it's it's playing at theaters but most people are streaming it i think so it's just it's not the same so yeah, i remember um, seeing it when i was a little kid like mm -hmm. the imagery was everywhere on yeah. like commercials and stuff but i think i saw it on tv at some point like a couple of years or like a year after so i grew up in south america i don't know if you knew that but they would show a lot of movies so they would just show like big movies on on tv a lot of times like not that long after down there i don't know how they would get the rights to do that but anyway so i watched it on tv and i remember just that imagery always like commercials like you know the prince uh, purple rain's about to be on and thinking like okay this guy on the purple motorbike that's so cool <laughs> like like there's a real childish element to it like things that kids would think are cool i don't know mm. kind of how it always uh, it. there's a def definite part of prince that's very like kind of childish corny funny yeah and it kind of yeah, underlies it, a lot of his career it's like interesting it's, it's funny to watch I, I just think it's funny like i thought the same thing like i watched tom brady play golf and like lose one time like on tv and i was like damn that's crazy you know, like he like lost to like a golf game to like Peyton Manning or something. Uh -huh. Like uh, it, just, it was just a silly thing to watch. But it's like Prince is the same way when he's like acting. He's just, like not a natural actor. He's doesn't really look like he wants to do it either. Like it doesn't look like something that comes natural to him. And it's funny to watch like somebody who's just I don't know like a virtuoso and just amazing and and this this iconic figure like kind of just not like you know not grasp it and not get it right. But yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's funny. He has that yeah. little wry smile on his face a lot of the time. Yeah, I know. Like, it's so, yeah. I love the part where he also where he he rides off, <laughs> he leaves the chick at the lake. <laughs> I always thought that was so funny as a kid. Like, for yeah, the, that's so the, cool. For the song Take Me With You. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they but I love that. Yeah, I love the you need to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Then she gets like butt ass naked and jumps in the in the in the freezing water. He goes, That's not Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> and then rides off. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's like it's, dumb and dumb. It's like a dumb and dumber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and totally redeem yourself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the uh um yeah that's great i i it's uh darling nikki too i, I got mm. caught up in dave Grohl. uh tipper gore didn't, wasn't a fan of that song um tipper gore it's one of the reasons there's parental advisory stickers on albums is because of darling Damn. nikki and oh. she's on tv there's an on tv interview of her like uh reading like i saw her in the hotel lobby masturbating to a magazine like, and, <laughs> like saying that and she goes is that something you want your kids to hear i bought purple rain for me and my daughters to sing in the car it's like bro you guys let that rip in the car why are you guys like come on i bought the purple rain album for our 11 year old and uh, i didn't know that darling nikki was on it and i felt that it was inappropriate for her and her eight and six year old sister to hear a song describing a girl masturbating in a hotel lobby man first off like if she's that annoying, I would invent climate change if that was the thing. <laughs> I, like, if if she's gonna be that annoying, like she, you can't even listen to Prince in the car, I'd be like, well, I'm just gonna say the world's ending because my world's ending. So, um, 
yeah at that point so yeah that's one of the reasons i mean very historic very very monumental album so um i can already tell you guys right now we're gonna save uh we're gonna save uh, sign of the times for uh it's part two because uh we're running long here but i uh we got two more to get to here in this uh thing and you know meanwhile you know we're we've got songs written for uh Susanna Hoff's band the bangles manic monday which is funny that you you don't know that's a prince song until you hear that he wrote it and then it immediately sounds like a prince song yeah. for a woman like uh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. so it's 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 kind of it's kind of cool like to to know that um and uh yeah and he's producing for the time he is uh definitely working around the clock like he is he's is, uh um doing that but now there's a there's a follow-up to uh uh this album that commercially was received it sold relatively well but like it's it i i think it's an it's actually a really 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 good album but like i can see why it doesn't matter what you release after purple rain it's like people are going to be disappointed Mm -hmm. like commercially speaking like commercially speaking but this album was fun like they consider it a psychedelic album and i actually agree like it's very psychedelic and it's very it reminds me the the album cover and the song it reminds me of his version of a beatles album yeah. like um yeah. just kind of like a late 60s beatles album um to me uh it's called around the world in the day uh one of the one of my favorite songs on there is paisley park it's where we're introduced to paisley park i love that song um yeah. the music video is really crazy and psychedelic and uh it's you get like these like bicycle bells on the on the snare like it's like it's really cool um but uh and then of course raspberry beret i mean I, that that song if if it doesn't lift your mood up when you put yeah. it on i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty it, it is a perfect song <laughs> like it is like you you listen to it the video is amazing the video is like he's getting on stage and it starts off with this kind of like shitty like intro that you know is going to become raspberry beret it's not on the record um but it's just part of the video it's like almost sounds like one of those like irish like somebody like grinding weird on like a violin like uh uh like fiddle type music that's happening and then he coughs he's wearing a suit with clouds printed all over it um which i love the suit it's one of my favorite prince outfits is the cloud suit he's actually it's actually pictured on the album cover too um if you look close enough but he uh then all of a sudden he coughs and he goes <coughs> and then all of a sudden dun, 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 and then everybody's just losing their mind uh, in this in this stage so uh thoughts, on this, uh, th- thoughts yes. on this album guys yeah seeing raspberry beret live would have been like fucking magical <sighs> i bet dude like just the you know everyone would have been going fucking ballistic for that tune you know Artie lang i don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh the great Artie lang of the howard stern show and his own uh norm one of norm mcdonald's <laughs> best friend the guy was just yeah. a complete like junkie like I mean, he's still alive i always think he's dead because he should be but yeah for sure uh, <laughs> like no like truly like that guy's yeah. just no i don't know how prince is all not alive and <laughs> like, like yeah but uh maybe it's a weight thing i don't know but he, he's like the, the Artie lang was like hammered at like some new jersey show like at like and he got tickets to go to um see prince he's like kind of a fan but he was like hammered in the front row and he was like play raspberry Bray! <laughs> and like prince looked down and he's just like are you fucking kidding me dude like, he did play it he did play it though like he's like you're lucky it's on the set list asshole like you know like, i wasn't i wasn't gonna do it so um other great tracks pop life is is awesome uh yeah it's one of my favorites that is like uh is beautiful i love the like kind of like the the, the bass to that it's um it again another song that sounds like it came out a little later than it did 
uh, it doesn't sound to me like 1985 it sounds to me like a, like an early 90s kind of uh, kind of sound to it very prophetic uh, and um, yeah it, it's a good album I understand why people are a little bit disappointed but they got but his label should should have been happy because they got one smash hit out of it um you know raspberry beret so like i think the label's still happy it's it's there's people have followed up with a lot worse stuff um commercially and sonically i i'll say i had a lot of fun getting in like i never was into this album you know when i was younger it's kind of like uh-huh. uh, yeah. uh-huh. but digging into it was a lot of fun in the last week i really like condition of the heart like yeah i just think it's an incredible composition but then i was really thinking of the like in the order and, and and thinking okay he did purple rain and purple rain's like this almost like he's exercising his demons he's he's in his like between being an adolescent and like becoming a you know it's like very biographical the way the movie is and he gets done you know he exercises his demons in purple rain right and then this is like i almost think of this going into parade parade is like it's Prince emerges the man, but this is like that in-between stage where he's going through, I almost think of it like when you go through sort of like an in- initiatory experience or whatever, you're you're going through like a psychedelic dream dream trip in the in the point where you're like the child is dying and the man is emerging, right? And this is this album yeah. is almost like that. It's like that in-between where mm-hmm. and so much of the imagery of the album, like you said, he has a cloud suit. Like everything's balloons, clouds, Sick. everything's dreamy. There's even a song called The Ladder, you know, and he's talking about like, yeah, like everyone's like looking for a ladder to like, you know, there's like ascent and descent. That's a great song. It's yeah. very like spiritual, the album. And it was kind mm-hmm. of interesting to just think of it in that way. Yeah. George Clinton, big fan of this album. Uh, George Clinton said it was his favorite uh, so far uh, in, the, in, the, in the album. Prince actually denies the Beatles influence, which I, I think is bullshit. He's just like, he's just like, oh, it's, it's not. It's basically like what he said. And he's just like, oh, I, I just wanted to change my sound like Led Zeppelin did, which that's pretty sick. It's sick that he was like listening to Led Zeppelin. Not that it yeah. shocks me, but I just love the idea of that happening. Like, yeah. watch, like watching him put on like physical graffiti on like and just like you know getting excited by it or something that's just that that's a an image i will uh i will uh hold dear uh, in my head if that were to have happened so we, we don't think of la nashville all these hot spot new york places minneapolis gets it done too uh, minneapolis always been a bomb you don't, you, yeah. you don't have to go outside of that yeah paisley park again he's uh, through the riches uh of of purple rain he's able to build basically his own fortress that he doesn't leave unless he's going to go play music a lot of times uh or hang around in minnesota uh which he did a lot it was cool he would just hang out in minnesota and it meant a bit it meant a big thing i uh, to people in minnesota i went on r slash minneapolis which <laughs> but uh i went on there and uh they were like I, they were like what's the big deal like how is like prince received in minneapolis they said most people i mean obviously people love his music but they're like the coolest thing is they're like he didn't just like go move to la when he got famous yeah like he stayed in minneapolis like he just he just stayed there and and it was it was cool like it was cool that we had like a a guy like a just like whoa like this this big uh you know like almost like wayne manor like batman style thing. <laughs> like that was that was like hanging out and like in, in this like it's like we had our guy like our like kind of like uh 
kind of like recluse guy in the town. They, 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 they've always, he was always such a, you know, he'd be going to like in the nineties, he'd be at like, and even up till his death, he'd be going to like Minnesota Timberwolves games and, and, and stuff uh, sitting up in the luxury box. Like I occasionally like the, when I'd watch one of their games, like you'd see them like pan up to the luxury box and he'd just be sitting there like stone faced, like watching basketball. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's really good. I, I, a lot of people, I, I mean, a lot of people just might go, oh, that's the Raspberry Beret album. And like then, yeah, I mean that's the best song on the album. But like the the there's a lot going on, and it's psychedelic and fun and experimental, but still has every bit of what you want from Prince. So, so um, we have Parade, which is uh, unofficially kind of like a Under the Cherry Moon uh, soundtrack. Which I'll say this right now, not worth a watch. Uh, it's pretty out there it's fucking bad dude it's like he's trying to do like a Fellini movie or something like maybe he is like you said uh, Thomas like maybe he is like a uh, um, like a movie head because like it seems like it was like trying to do like a Fellini like eight and a half kind of thing like or like mm-hmm. this like old like foreign film noir um, yeah. where he's like where he's like a like kind of like a side dude to like these rich chicks that marry like gold uh, that are gold diggers and like he like kind of sets up their husband it's 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 so bad but the whole time you're like well kiss is on this album so like when does kiss come in it's like 20 seconds in this like there's you get like 20 seconds of it and then it's back to just like whatever but uh definitely the an album that is a little top heavy uh with with kiss kiss is i mean kiss is a killer song i mean it's um i mean a lot of people were came to that song later like from our generation from like pretty woman right because doesn't she like sing that in the bathtub like that, that song got like even a second life from it i think it's pretty woman or something like that where mm-hmm. she's like singing it when she's finally like living the dream or something uh but it's it's a great uh that, that's a, just an all-time you know great prince song the rest of the album is that's fine i don't know you could put it on and listen to it it's uh, this is to me what a bit of a misfire in the scope of Prince albums. Yeah, by his standard, like it's yeah. definitely got songs on there that I still stand by. I really like uh, "Sometimes It Snows in April." That's a standout for me. Yeah, when I he when he, sing, when he sings that by himself, stripped down, like it, if you hear like live versions of it, it, it'll make you cry, man. It is so good. Yeah, I think that sometimes it snows in April shows a little, like kind of what I was saying of it transitioning into like a. He's now like parade starts, and he's now like on a different he's more grown up and he's totally kind of thinking compositionally in a different way. Um, also like the imagery. Cause I remember when, when this came out, when kiss came out and like that, that was like big video era then. And like the video was yeah. on all the time on TV and it was just a new look. Like his hair is cut short. He's more yep. slick looking like he's wearing suits in that era. And it's just like a, it feels like, he's just starting something new. Like he, he didn't quite have it yet, whatever the new thing was going to be, but he's like, it's, I remember it at the time being like, this is really different. Like he looks yeah. really different. The whole vibe is very, very different from. And then people like, Trump, people Man. love to, people love to pretend like they're like, Oh, and this is like his gender bending phase. I'm like, no, he was always doing that. And it's, yeah, it wasn't yeah. trying to make a political statement about gender either. Like, right. you, you, like anybody that does that, they do it for, they don't really do it for Prince. Cause like, honestly it, it doesn't work. Bowie, they do it because Bowie actually is, yeah, he probably did play a little bit of both, both sides of the field. I think, you know, like mm-hmm. there's always the, the things of Bowie, like, you know, getting caught messing around with Mick Jagger and stuff. Like you, there's always those like rumors and stuff where that, where there, that could be the smoke that then creates the fire for people that love to find transgender, um, you know, heroes of the past. Uh, but 
with Prince, it's like, no, dude, first off, like he to me, I've always viewed him as like, <laughs> like definitely not the current term of this, but like truly asexual, like he could like reproduce on his own, like if he wanted to, like, <laughs> where he, like, he could, like literally have sex with himself, like, yeah, like, like a plant or something. <laughs> like, he, he could, like I've always viewed him as that. So like when he does like the bare midriff and like high heels, I'm not like, I don't think he's like trying to be a chick. I think he's just like, I'm everything, you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm just, I just am like, a, a, I am a, a creation of God. And like, I'm all, cause God never leaves his music. It never leaves his life or anything. He's, he's, yeah. A very you know even even before he when he wasn't when he was away from the church he was still a big time believer of god and and, and all of that and i just i always laugh when people retcon him as like some you know oh he's actually a pioneer of lgbt no he was not i just no. it's just it's not the case i don't even think he agreed with you guys sorry like i never truly. knew i'm surprised that people think this is his like he was way more gender bending when he was younger. If, That's if what anything. I yeah, exactly. To me, he this looked, is yeah. mm -hmm, yeah. this is the start of him being very masculine. Just because yeah. you're showing your midriff doesn't mean like you're not. I don't know. That's just how I. I, I know. And I the heels, yeah, him. the heels. They asked him too. Like they were like, "Do you wear heels to look like a girl?" And he was like, "Nah." He's like, "But girls always compliment it." <laughs> I, I think the like, heels were largely just because he was short as fuck. Yeah, he's five two, man. Yeah, dude, I think that's a lot of what it was. He know? was Napoleonic, dude. He was extremely yeah. Napoleonic. Most like, definitely. Yeah, I, I think that when you said Napoleon had epilepsy, I was like, damn, is this dude like, is he, is he Napoleon? Like, is yeah. if incarnation is real? <laughs> is he Napoleon? Like, he might, like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I I'm like, yeah, I look, I, if, I'm sure. I've, how old was he? How old was he when he, when Napoleon, when he died? <laughs> I swear to God, if he was 57, I'll be fucking onto something. Like, <laughs> 1769 to 1821. I don't think that's, that's pretty yeah, I close. I don't think that checks out. What is that? That's, no, that's, that's 52. 30, 31. Yeah, man. Almost, dude. Yeah. Ah, well. Yeah, we got to that. So, um, well, guys, um, we won't do an extended outro because we're we got we're gonna do another episode uh, in a couple days, but it'll all be one. So uh, we're starting with Sign of the Times, uh, which is a uh, look. If you think you caught the best of the episode, you know, I've heard about all the albums I want to hear. You did not. You did not hear everything. So go on over to rarecandy.substack.com. We do free trials. So if you only want to sign up for that one, that's fine, I guess. But uh, there's also just all sorts of other great stuff on there. So stick around. But you can go over there. That'll be the second half of the 